team that was in last place on January 3rd. The players on the bench are bouncing up. History will be made tonight in Boston. 15 seconds to go as Shen blocks a puck to the corner. 10 seconds remaining. Get up, St. Louis. Get on your feet. Raise them high. Five seconds to go. And the time winds down. They did it. It's over. The game is over. The series is over. The wait is over. And the St. Louis Blues are the Stanley Cup champions for the first time in franchise history. Get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Come on, St. Louis hockey fans, stand up and cheer. The Blues are back strong. This is our year. It's the Blues turn now. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Yeah, it's the Blues turn now. With that Al McKenna slap shot, you know we can't lose. Let's do that hockey. Come on, St. Louis! All over the hockey universe, the note is the news. Welcome to Season 7, Episode 52 of Let's Go Blues Radio. We are broadcasting live on Thursday, June 13th, 2019. This is franchise episode number 185 all time. Your hosts tonight are yours truly Kurt Price, Bill Day, and Jeff Ponder, and we'll be with you for the next little while talking 2019 Stanley Cup champion St. Louis Blues hockey as they defeated the Boston Bruins 4-1 to in Game 7 to clinch their first ever Stanley Cup in franchise history. To interact with us on the social media, follow the show on Twitter at LGB Radio, uh, at Kurt Price is mine, at Billy Blue Notes is Bill's, and at Ponder 94 is Jeff's. Also, follow us on the Instagram, like us on the Facebook, and the website is letsgoblues.com, where you can listen to past episodes, browse the discussion forum, as well as get some cool t-shirts, mugs, and stickers. Uh, guys, the St. Louis Blues are Stanley Cup champions for 2019. <laughs> how weird is that? Yes. I, I, how many times have I said that today, and I'm just like, I, I, don't, I, I can't believe I'm actually saying this, and it's true. <laughs> yeah, it's it's still not fully sunk in. I I don't think. I it's I think I think uh the parade's going to help, but uh it's it's still a dream. Like this is, you know, goddamn. I've been waiting 40 fucking years <laughs> for this. And I I, I I tweeted out last time. I don't know how to react. I don't know how to I don't know how to act right now. Right. I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> and I <laughs> I can find a couple things with my hands, but I'm just, I really, uh, it was such a strange, euphoric, unusual, weird feeling. I did, it was so, uh, like it wasn't real. I mean, yeah. it's just so strange. We, we have, and this is how blues fans have been, right? We're, we are, it's synonymous with, but every season ending with some bitter disappointment. And this, this, it didn't happen. Yeah. We, we've been to the well so many times. Right. And come up empty. Right. And, and uh, 
we we're it's, we're it, conditioned <laughs> to act a certain well, way, and we the phrase we don't have to act that the, way. The phrase that you've been to the well so many times and come up empty. Can you imagine going to the well fifty-one times and you put the bucket down, bucket comes up empty. On the fifty-second time, bucket goes down, bucket comes up. Holy fuck! There's a bunch of water in it. <laughs> Like that's weird. How do you? Okay. Um. Do I drink it? What do I do with it? I don't know. I forgot. <laughs> this is. Uh, it's. It's incredible. I mean. Uh. We, you know. We'll, we'll. I'm sure we'll get into where we all watched the games last night. But uh, man, I. The, the guy next to me that I was sitting next to, uh, older gentleman, and I just. Uh, I looked at him and I'm like, Hey man, I know I've been waiting a while. No offense. How long you've been waiting? He goes, I was here in '67, game one. Wow. And I'm like. Dude, this is for you, man. This is like, you know, I could sit here all day long and talk about how, you know, 33 years, but for those people like like Bobby Plager that have been around and sat and watched 52 years, for them to be rewarded, it's an unbelievable feeling. Uh, Tice Huck in the YouTube chat says, uh, I just want to say I love you guys. I love everything you guys have done and the hard work and effort you guys have put into this. Truly one of St. Louis's best. So thank you very much, Tice. I appreciate that. We do. We all That's appreciate it. That's very that. cool. Thank you, bud. So, yeah. I, uh, I, 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 it's so, you know, uh, so many, like, I, I was in uh, Florida for games five and six, which was, I mean, uh, Disney with my kids was fun. It was great. It was, you know, a really cool experience to see, see them experience Disney for the first time. But um, it was, it was, it was agonizing from a, a a blues fans perspective because I was away from where I was supposed to be right for these games. Um, so, uh, but it was neat though, um, in the park, in the parks wearing like blues t-shirt, blues hat and, uh, all the comments you get. Uh, I, I mean, I wasn't really ready for that kind of thing. I didn't, I, I don't know why I wasn't expecting it, but, uh, every, I don't know, every 10, 15 minutes, you get somebody going, go blues, go blues. I don't know where it's great. Um, Dude, was, it was fantastic. Again, we'll we'll talk about where we were at last night. But I was downtown, just walking around, and like when when people are you know leaving Bush Stadium or uh, Ballpark Village, and then you got the people coming the other way, going that way, and other people are heading down to Enterprise. It was every time you'd have like a mob of people coming towards each other because you know the traffic lights or whatever. Everyone was jumping up and down. Oh my God, go Blues! I mean it was pandemonium it was i've never witnessed anything like it i'll never witness anything like this again i i just oh man i count my blessings honestly that i was able to get downtown last night because oh it was it was unreal uh, uh ponder is uh joining us from his vehicle uh this this yep. evening so that's why the uh, the audio is a little different so if anyone's wondering um, yeah, I'll, uh, I will be back home here in a little bit. Uh, my chauffeur is uh, going as fast as he can. Pick it up, pet <laughs> Why are you going to the airport? <laughs> Flying somewhere? <laughs> uh, Josh Webster says, uh, LOL Blue fans uh, got so drunk that they tried pushing the arch over last night. You see, you see the video of that? I, I heard that that was happening. Yeah, well, that, there was. So I've, do you guys remember who it was that made a joke about if the Blues win the Cup, Blues fans will try and push the arch into the river. Was it Hull? Was it Hull? I forgot who it was. It might have been. But uh, I assume that's what that was, people yeah. playing off that comment. I don't think Barstool Sports got that. Because <laughs> I think Barstool, Barstool Sports shared that video, kind of making fun of Blues fans. Oh, they're trying to push the arch over. Yeah. Um, 
I'm like, yeah, they were. I th- I'm pretty sure they were going. They were just, you know, Hull's joke of a comment. They were just kind of playing off that. Yeah. Well, Barstool Sports. I mean, oh my god, they're. I, I just <laughs> there was a Facebook I just uh, event for yeah. people to do that. <laughs> was it really? Yeah, yeah. I got invited. <laughs> it was there was like something like sixty thousand people said they were attending. Oh, well, the video showed like twenty. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 did, I, I said I was attending, but I did not go to the art to try and push it over. <laughs> um, okay, uh, what uh, the beers of the episode? <clears throat> Guys, uh, I guess the celebratory beers. So I assume Bonder's not drinking one right now because he's driving. <laughs> but uh, you know what, Let me get across the state line here, and I will uh, tell you what my beer is. Yeah, I'm well, you, no, sti- I, you still can't. Right you, now, I will later. If you're a passenger in Missouri, you can drink. You, you know, now, the drivers, that's a different story. Right. Um, okay. Uh, uh, Bill, what do you got? So I didn't go with anything necessarily celebratory, um, which I, I did put, uh, CBS in the fridge today cause I thought that'd be a great beer for it. But a couple of thoughts went into this. Um, I've got several saison delis from perennial leftover. This is what I was going to, this is what I was drinking. It's available. Mm-hmm. It's uh, enterprise center. It's what I got while I was there for the two games. It's it's what I drank for really the second half of the series. And so decided, got to go with the beer that got me here. And also, I've had a lot of beer today. <laughs> you got to dance with the beer you brought or whatever. Something the same like that? Yeah, yeah something like that. But uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I spent the afternoon on the golf course. So I, I had, uh, I had a, a few oat sodas out there. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I definitely. Uh, I I think I had my my year's worth of beer last night. <laughs> I didn't have a ton last night. I had a few at uh, at Ballpark Village. Uh, uh, I did get a celebratory uh, Jameson. Shout out Jameson. Yeah, from uh, from Biggs, the bartender. So nice. Thank you, sir. If you're listening, <laughs> way to go, Chris Biggs. I I just went out to say hi and he gave me a shot of Jameson. So okay, <laughs> that's that's beautiful. Um, you, know, you know who I saw there last night? Kurt. I don't know if you saw him. Paul Cavallini. Jordan Who? Jordan Leopold was there last night. Really? Yeah. I just randomly saw him, and I'm like, I was with my buddies, and, and one of my buddies said, I think that's Jordan Leopold up there. And I'm like, what? Why? <laughs> yeah. and, and it was. He was just sitting at the shark bar or stuff. Oh, he's got to talk to him. Yeah, he's got to be somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He still lives in St. Louis. Um, My beer... Uh, tonight is uh, the I have a Sam Adams beer tonight, and there's a reason behind that. Uh, it's Sam Adams Porch Rocker, which I like, um, but uh, it's refreshing and and it's a refreshing and tangy Radler. But uh, I I own this beer because I bought it, and so I own this beer like the Blues own Boston. So that's my 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 theme with the beer. Tonight. That's that's a nice time. That is a things. nice tie-in. <laughs> I see what you did there. You're clever. Yeah, well. Uh, today in Blues History, um, courtesy of the at STL Blues History Twitter account, June 13th, 2019th is today's date. Uh, the one event on this date in Blues History uh, listed is the NHL takes control of all assets of the St. Louis Blues and terminated the ownership of Ralston Purina on June 13th, 1983. How far we've come since the dark ages of that fiasco. Oh, that mess. Right. We almost lost the team. Didn't send anybody to the draft. 
could have we had a pretty high pick that year, I believe. Could've we traded been. it away. Yeah. Uh, the first round pick was traded away. Yeah. yeah. Well, so we did, we didn't lose the first round pick anyway. Yeah. But still. Yeah. But still. Yeah. If if we would have had competent management at all. Oh, I know. I mean, who it was uh Iserman was in that draft. Um I forget who else. Uh, Hashik was in that draft. Yeah, but they went first round. Didn't they? They're, I'm, they're, they're I'm just saying if we had competent right. management. No, going and, going into that season. Yes. No, I agree. And so some interesting stats that the the STL uh, Blues History Twitter account posted today uh, after the Blues uh, won the Cup last night. Um, Alex Petrangelo was the first defenseman in NHL history to have a goal and an assist in a Stanley Cup Final Game 7, which I found surprising. That is quite surprising. I mean, there aren't a whole lot of Final Game 7s, you know, but I mean... Right. So... uh, Edmonton have a few, you would... I think that uh, Paul Coffey would be up there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so. by, or, or, you know, I mean. Yeah. But, yeah. But there haven't been that many game sevens in a Stanley Cup. Final. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. They're, they're, so. I mean, they're not a ton of them. So. Um, and Jordan Bennington is the first NHL rookie goalie to have multiple game sevens with a save percentage of 965 or higher. So you can, if you, if you believe in clutch performance, uh, hey. that's it. The guy broke Patrick Waugh. <laughs> um, Rookie, goaltender, wins in a playoff. Ron Hextall yep. was on that list. But the reason why I was a Patrick Waugh fan was his rookie run in 86. Getting the Canadians. I mean, they, they won the cup, but Brian Hayward played one of those games and yep. won one of those games. Yep. But apart from that, you know, it was Patrick Waugh. That's the reason why I loved him. And Jordan Bennington. I mean, he he didn't look like a rookie no, at God, all. No. He, he looks like a season better. He hasn't looked like a rookie since he started playing this season. Yeah, and which is which is it's funny because that's what everybody who watches him play notices and says, you know, oh well, he's unflappable. I mean, after a game that he loses or allows one or two, he wants back. He bounces back very well. He doesn't have long stretches of uh, poor play. And which, which coming up from the, from which is the issue we had with Allen before him. He would, Allen would look like a world beater for a handful of games and then all of a sudden go into the tank for a month. So, I mean, that is so refreshing to have that in net right now. I just, uh, one thing I want to add to what Bill said. Um, Bill said that, uh, you know, the rookie performance by Wah, that's what made him love Wah. And, you know, I'm guessing that was a big reason you became a goaltender. And that's exciting for me, I think, and I think all the city of St. Louis and really any hockey fan, because you think about it, how many kids saw his performance and how many kids are, are woke up today and said, man, I, I want to be a goalie. I want, I want to do what that guy just did. And it, it's exciting. I mean, you know, we, we talk about how we've been fans for so long and how we waited for this. Think about the, the youth. They got involved in this playoff run and and the impressions that were made. Mandarin Mellon uh, in the YouTube chat says, who's the guy video conferencing from the haunted house? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because sometimes the, the, the camera shows uh, nothing but like black and brown splotches. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. That's fine. Uh, he also says, he also, he also says, uh, Bennington from nobody to household name in five months. 
Yeah. Or less, I mean, really, because he was a household name in St. Louis after a few weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, shit, two months. Yeah. In the playoffs. Right. No kidding. Um, man. So, okay. Uh, and next uh, point was uh, the St. Louis Blues had seven playoff games with two minutes or less in penalties, which is the most in NHL playoff history. Yeah. Which, yet, we're, yet we're a dirty, dirty, awful, awful bunch of bastard players yeah. on this team. Yeah. So it, dirty. Yeah. Doesn't fit somebody's narrative. Not at all. Not at all. If and and last night was the seventh time in the 2019 playoffs the St. Louis Blues had one penalty or less. In their previous 365 playoff games, they had a total of six games with one penalty or less. So in this playoff run this season, they had more games with fewer penalties than they had in their previous 365 playoff games combined. Isn't that crazy? That's insane. That's nuts. That's they're such discipline. headhunters, though. God damn! I mean, they're they're obviously paying the ref. Oh yeah, I pay, yeah. Nobody wants us to win. Uh, right. They're against us. Uh, right. There's you know we're headhunters. Chris Rudy ref the last two games. He's from Boston. Boston, <laughs> but we paid the refs. Yeah, sure. Whatever. <laughs> I did see so just random factoid here. Uh, when we were at the game on um, uh, Sunday night. We, uh, Tim Peel walked right past me. Uh, he was, he was there oh, as yeah. a fan. Did you, did you ask him how his, uh, junk was doing? <laughs> I, I, I did that. I did that. But, uh, yeah, I, I recognized him immediately. And, uh, yeah, I thought it was interesting that he, he was there in an unofficial capacity, but he's a St. unofficial Louis, capacity. He's I like a St. that. Louis resident. Let's so. play on words. Yeah. Unofficial. Um, uh, Keith Price said, uh, in YouTube chat, my brother. Uh, says the Boston Sports Radio was interesting today. It was. I was listening to it off and on today. Um, the ninety-eight point five, the Sports Hub in Boston. You talk about a bunch of jackholes. Oh my God. Um, and, and I'm not trying to, not saying that because they're Boston guys, but man, they were irate. I mean, okay, yeah, you lose Game Seven, you're upset, right? But man, they were. There are some bad takes today. Just whiny rants. Um. You know the better team didn't win this series, and junk like that. You know the like the whiny, you know sore loser uh, uh, aspect of it. Yeah, which I was. That, know. that phrase is what in football, in even a five game series in in uh, baseball. Yeah, the worst team can win that. Game seven, this one's seven games, a seven game series. I'm sorry, the best team always wins. Yeah, uh, but if, we cheated to win. Yeah, we cheated. Nolachari oh, got tripped by Tyler Bozak, and the refs didn't call it, and we scored. So we cheated. And the Bruins choked. The Bruins they should have won this series. The first line choked. It was on Boston. It wasn't even, nothing. The Blues did. Right. It was it was Boston's choking. The Blues didn't they shut did, them down. They didn't have a single five on five point. They had until game six. Right. That was their first five on five goal, and it was a garbage. Well, it was ever, it was already three to one. It was already pretty much over. What five six minutes to go three to one right and uh, that was Pasternak's call and we forgot to cover Pasternak again <laughs> yeah right but I mean so yeah th- th- and that's the that's that's telling that the Blues played uh, fantastic shutdown hockey um, the Blues set the initial record for longest stretch without a penalty at 136 minutes and 20 seconds uh, in the 2019 playoffs so again bunch of head hunting bastards yep. uh, setting records for uh, uh, no penalties that's because we paid the refs. And the fishing is terrible, <laughs> which 
I'm not going to say it's wrong. Right. It's pretty bad, no, but it's bad. It, but it's it, bad. Universal. The the officiating has a complete black eye. Oh, it, after it, after it, this, and it's I'll tell you. I've said this before, and we've talked about this a lot. But the NHL officiating is bad. It's always been bad. This is nothing new. This is not all of a sudden favoring one team or all of a sudden they're awful and there's an outrage. It's always been bad. I've been a fan for five, as long as I can remember and 30 some odd years, 40 years. And the the officiating has, uh, you listen to Sports Talk Radio or the gripes and uh, whatever you read, it's always, officiating is terrible. And that's just the way it's always going to be. The nature of the sport, it leads to poor officiating and that's just the way it is i mean i don't know what people it's almost almost like every every time there's a game people are up in arms about officiating like it's a new thing like they're shocked i mean yeah bitch and complain about the officiating that's fine but don't act like it's anything new it's been this way for a long time in the 2019 playoffs the st louis blues averaged 2.88 goals per game averaged 2.69 goals against per game the difference of 0.19 is the smallest for a stanley cup champion Going back to uh, the four rounds of best of seven, uh, which started in 86, 87. So, uh, yeah, a lot of uh, tense games in the playoffs this season. A lot of one goal, two goal games. So, it was, uh, they did not, the Blues didn't have a big margin of victory in, in, in many games at all. No. Which made it for that much, that much more of an exciting playoff run, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, was a, that was some of the takes I heard was that the, uh, the Bruins were the better team. Because the games they won, they blew them out. It, I don't, I'm like, yeah. what does that have to do with anything? Yeah. Like, the Blues won more games. That's what matters. I mean, yeah, you might win a game 5-1, but if you win four games 2-1, you're the better team. Yeah, I, 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 a lot of that stuff to me is just uh, people looking for uh, – looking for ways to credit their team and not give credit to the blues. Well, you know, we were better in, in this many aspects of the series. So we were really the better team. We just didn't get the breaks. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't, I, I, I don't, I'm, I, we've been through all of that. We, we, we've been through not getting the breaks. We've been through, we've had a number of years where we had teams that were good enough to win a cup, but it just didn't fall in place for us in, that season for whatever reason. So cry me a river with any complaining. Some Boston fans have been, have been fine and great. I talked to a guy last night at ballpark village after, and he was, he was, I, I, I shook his hand. I said, you know, uh, you know, my condolences. And he was like, Oh, congratulations. He was, he was a fine, fine person. So, uh, I'm not referring to all Boston fans, but I think it's just the, the loud mouse with the keyboard warriors, the, <laughs> that, uh, if you will, uh, that have a, a, a big mouth online. So, that's, I mean, it's the loud, the loudest are the ones that are heard. You know, it's like these not, guys. I've never seen so many keyboard tough guys in my life. <laughs> <laughs> keyboard tough us. guys. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, Jamie. Jamie Rivers, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <clears throat> so uh, another thing in the uh, the Blues overcame in this series, the Blues finished the 2019 playoffs with a penalty kill of 75.4%. <laughs> that is the lowest penalty kill percentage of any Stanley Cup winner since 86-87 when the NHL expanded to best of seven for all four rounds of the playoffs. <laughs> so they overcame that. That's why every time everybody was saying, the Blues need to keep it five on five. They have to. And in game seven... When it came down to it, I knew this was going to happen. 
the officials were going to put the whistles away, and they were only going to call blatant, obvious penalties like uh, Pareko's over the glass delay game. They have to call that. Or somebody gets a high stick and cut, have to call that if they see it. They're not going to call the hook or the hold unless it really pulls somebody down on a, on a, on a, on a blatant scoring chance. And they're just not going to do it. Right. And, and, and I thought that, that worked against Boston because the Blues were a better 5-on-5 five five team. Much better. Oh, completely throughout the entire series. Yeah. You know, and that's, we've got the, uh, the rebroadcast of the game yes. going. We're at 8.52 of the first period. No we've, score. We've killed the only penalty of this game, mm-hmm. which was a mandatory penalty sure. because he shot the puck out. You have to call it. I just, um, quick aside, as soon as he shot the puck out, I took my Pareko jersey off and threw it across the room. <laughs> did you really? I did. <clears throat> I was like, son of a... It's, the puck did not roll on him. He was just yeah. nervous as hell and launched it. Yeah. But there's a great video from uh, Gerard, Dutch blues fan, who is currently at Obi Clark's and Pareko's party. Oh, is he right with everybody? So, isn't uh, that where they were today? The blues? They were. That's where they've been all day, yeah. and they are still there. Apparently, yeah. Well, it's gonna go for a while. <laughs> it's gonna go until Saturday morning, I believe. I think Edmondson had a had a cutoff shirt on and wearing. Uh, a, it was an O'Reilly <laughs> jersey <laughs> that was cut into a tank top. <laughs> And uh, Edmonds and uh, a maroon had a uh, a jacket and pants on with no shirt on underneath the jacket. <laughs> so somebody called the St. Louis tuxedo. <laughs> South County tuxedo. Nice. You got to get one of those, Jeff. <laughs> um. So okay. So the, uh, our last show, I believe, was after Game Four. I think it was. Uh, so I was. Uh, uh, I was in, like I said, I was in game, I was in Florida for games five and six. Um, I, uh, Chara played, uh, this game with a broken jaw in game five started. Play, so that which was like shocking to me. I didn't think he was going to play. Uh, kudos to this guy for playing. Uh, I, I was actually not, I was not that upset that he was playing because I didn't think he was overly effective, right. uh, before he hurt his jaw. And I'm thinking he'll be even less effective now. Um, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, I think he was surprisingly effective wearing that shield. The, yeah, it took, I, right. it took him about um, you know a half half period before I felt like he was decent again. There were a couple times he lost the puck in his mm-hmm. you know in his lower periphery, but uh, surprisingly effective play like that. In the first period of game uh, five, uh, Bozak had that chance in tight from the uh, centering pass from behind the goal from Maroon. That uh, they reviewed, uh, it it, uh, it somehow stuck to the uh, end of uh, uh, Rask's pad. Yeah, as he was going under. down. Yeah, I don't know how that didn't go in. That I've <clears throat> uh, seen the replay. I'm like that. That goes in 99 times out of 100. I don't know how that that stuck to his pad. But uh, unfortunate. But still, uh, second period, less than a minute into the second period, uh, O'Reilly scores from Sanford. A fantastic pass from Sanford behind uh, behind the back through the legs uh, as he's going behind the goal to uh, O'Reilly in front, who uh, puts it by Rask. Beautiful backhand oh. shelf. Oh, oh, just I mean, just money. And then uh, later in the second period, Krejci saves the day with a uh, what with ten seconds to go in the second period. 
uh, slides behind Rask to make a chest save on Petrangelo. With who, a wide empty. Oh, yeah. That puck was – I mean, yeah, he yeah. put it high. He Petrangelo did everything right. Yeah. And uh, Krejci saved the day, uh, getting his chest in the way. Uh, Would have made it 2 nothing, but it didn't happen. So third period, this is this. I mean, I didn't want to really talk too much about game five, but uh, the trip was in this game. So I figured <laughs> we should talk about that. Um, with 13 minutes to go in the third period, Pasternak had a wraparound attempt. Um and uh, Krejci speared Bennington. Well, this is. Oh, that was. What was that? <laughs> Trippy. Trippy. Um, Jeff, you were at the fish show last night. You were at Enterprise Center. <laughs> the uh, 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 Passionized wraparound attempt, uh, Bennington stopped. And I, I want to mention this because the, 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 the bar I was in, in Florida, uh, the ESPN Club, uh, was they the Boston fans were adamant that was in, that was a good goal, and I'm like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm even if it went in, uh, they pushed his pad in, so I don't uh, Creechy sp- uh, speared Bennington's pad, pushing his pad in the net, and if that puck did go in, which it didn't, uh, there then the Blues are going to challenge that for goal interference, and they're going to win it. Because you can't push the goalie's pad in the net, and right, yeah, you can't do that. Right. I even said that. I said that to the to the guy next to me, and I was, and he was, and he didn't have a lot to say about it, and uh, he just kept saying, "No, it's in." I'm like, I, mean, I don't care. I mean, it doesn't matter. I don't. First off, it's not. I'm looking at it, and second, if they did say it was in, then it's uh, they're not. It's not going to count anyway. So, but where then, we are in can, the rebroadcast here. Yeah, we've gone 12 minutes without a shot now. Man, I'll say this, and listen, we, I know we're going to get to this, I guess, maybe later, but I was happy that Chris Kerber called last night. I, I like John Kelly. I know it's a big thing with getting Dan Kelly in there and, you know, it, uh, it being a father-son thing, but, but man, I, I just love Chris Kerber's calls. That was a, a perfect call uh, for Game 7. Yeah, he he did a good job. The excitement, I, you always love it when you hear the the actual raw excitement and the, the genuine excitement in, a, in an announcer's voice. Um, as as much as I like Doc Emmerich, you know, I, I he did a fine job. Um, I always liked him, but uh, yeah. Kerber is just like you know extra loud, extra excited, just fun to hear. But no, the trip. So yeah, the trip. Um, that uh, with the score one nothing, um, Achari was tripped by Bozak. I don't think there's any question <clears throat> it was about his trip. trip. Oh yeah, it was a trip. Um, but I think the the question has been raised whether he embellished the trip. Was so once he was tripped, uh, did he jump to embellish the trip as he was going down? Which I mean, personally, I mean, you guys may disagree, uh, which is fine. But personally, I, I don't I don't know. I, I'm not going. I I can't. I mean, it looks like he might, but I I don't know. I, I no one knows for sure if he did because he. I mean, he went down goofy. He did kind of jump, I guess, but. Did it on purpose? I to embellish? I don't know. Um, I thought I thought it should have been a penalty and uh, uh, the trip, um, but I don't think there's any way they can call an embellishment in that. But no, and, and that's the thing that about that one that uh, a lot of people were saying, like you said, that they um, they thought that it was embellished and it could have been. I don't know, and I'm basically going to agree with you, Kurt, because I think that uh, at first I was like, man, he kind of. He kind of dove, and then I, I watched the replay. And I thought, you know, I don't think he knew Bozak was there. I, I think, think he it did. was just kind of a taking him off by surprise kind of thing. I think he did. And I, he looked. Yeah, he, he peeks. He sees Bozak. He sees yeah, him. I think. I, 
I think it was last minute though. I yeah, think no, yeah, when right. The skate, when the skate touches him, I don't think he really was ready for anything to touch him. And you know, I, we've all three of us have been on ice skates. I mean, you the, the slightest tap sometimes in the back of your foot can cause you to go head over heels. So it's hard for me to say, but but yeah, I, I agree with you 100. It should have been a trip. It wasn't. Bad calls happen. Yeah, and that's and uh, that's the thing. It's a it's a, it was a bad call. I don't. And the officials looking right at it. Right. I mean, the puck's Kelly, there. Kelly Sutherland was right there. Yeah. Oh, and you can so, the replay shows him looking right at it. Right. And he didn't ref another minute after that game. Yeah. It, it was. It, it was a. It was a bad call. Right. I, that's game five. Chris Rooney and um, uh, Gord Dwyer got the next two games. So, so did you did you think it was embellished, Bill? I couldn't tell. Um, I mean. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we all agree it was a trip, yes. Right. But, but what did it, he embellish it, to make it worse than it was? The, so the end of his fall seemed very accelerated. Like his, the way his leg whips yeah. over top. Yeah. Is, I don't know if it, if he just got to like a, a fulcrum point that set him that fast. It it was I can see why people would say that it was embellished. I don't, I don't know if he did, but... Another point that I want to bring up about this, about within the previous five minutes of play, not not that egregious, but Steen got slew-footed in the corner, and there was no call. So same same end of the ice, Kelly Sutherland's there. He's probably got the mental tickler going, saying, hey, you know, Boston got away with one there. I'm not going to call something again. Should he have called the the Bosak trip? Yeah, probably. I I don't think you get a freebie because there was a similar play, but I I almost wonder if that's not what he was thinking. Oh, and also Boston employs Brad Marchand. Yeah, I know who takes people's legs out. I know. Yeah, which he, game, and he, game six. He did. I don't want to get into that yet, but yeah, he he slew footed Petro. He in did. Game six. He absolutely did. Uh, one could, and it was worse, to, in my opinion. Because it was it was uh, an intentional. I mean, from what I can tell, it looked intentional to me that he intentionally went on a trip. Now Bozak, if we we say it was an intentional trip. I mean, Bozak made a play on the puck. Right. Bozak was more bang bang. The, he he attempted to make a yeah. play on the puck. puck Marshan did not uh, make a play on the puck whatsoever. So, um, yep. And Petrangelo never saw him coming. Right. And so the fall and the falls were different. And Petrangelo yep. also gets up and plays. Uh, afterwards uh right which uh, is which is the key to to all you whiny boston bitches your team (laughs) has to play to the whistle i that's and that's one thing that was was brought up quite a bit was that um it happened too frequently where when the boston players would get hit they would go down looking for a call and they wouldn't get up and play and that's this happened here um so where he just he was looking for a call so it well, it, the, the, the picture. Got the call. No, no, I, I agree with you, but yeah, I mean, you but, can't do that, but, right? You can't stop playing, right? I mean, in the his pit. case, if he's hurt, maybe, but yeah, and he hit his head on the ice. I mean, his helmet came down on the ice, so I mean, it, it was a, it was a hard fall. But again, you go back to did he leap into the fall too? And I'm trying to I'm trying to guess. I'm trying to also maybe rationalize why the official didn't make the call. Maybe he thought he embellished so he's like you know what i'm not going to call a trip and embellishment no i'm calling nothing maybe that was well, his the, rationale the point about 
about him not playing to the whistle. First of all, I'll read a couple of comments here from the YouTube chat. It's the Stanley Cup. Uh, he needs to get up and play from Keith Price. Uh, our good friend Scuba says, uh, yes, because they stopped playing looking for a call. Uh, Josh Webster says, you play to the whistle like you were talking peewee. What do they want the Blues to do? Stop playing too? Uh, and then uh, new chat looks like we got from F117 Nighthawk. Play until the whistle. And, yeah, that's exactly what we're all saying here. It's yeah. that, um, I, man, you, you the picture of him on one knee and the Blues players celebrating behind him. Yep. First of all, that's my new phone background. It's fantastic. <laughs> but I mean, you think about how much time passed and you watch the you watch the play develop after he falls. He has time to get up, get on one knee, look around, and then the blues score, and he's still sitting there and on one knee. That's if I'm the coach, I know that I'm yeah, I'm pissed. Okay, yeah, there should have been a call there. But if I'm Cassidy, I'm saying Get your ass off the rink. You're done in the playoffs. I'm not playing you again. Like, that's bullshit. You got to play until the whistle and you got to play for your teammates. I I think, uh, uh, you know, uh, the, the video of Cam Neely throwing a fit in the press box is also kind of, uh, kind of a gem. Uh, and the Boston fans litter the ice with some trash. So uh, they, they so were. I, I, there's, there's a lot of memes and, and gifts going around of the, the Cam Neely one, but I think the best was uh, the one I saw where it was him. He takes the water bottle and he throws it. And then it cuts to him in Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> and he gets up. Who threw that? What dead man hit me with a salt shaker? <laughs> Kick his ass, sea bass. Kick his ass, sea bass. <laughs> Love it. Love it. That was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, and listen, you know, Blues fans, we've thrown – trash on the ice before it's happened you know it's i get it but uh it just doesn't look good for the city of boston when your team president's throwing water bottles people are throwing uh trash and and then in the meantime you've got everyone in boston it seems on social media jumping on and talking about how the blues are dirty and they're trash and you know god it just it looks so bad for boston it's like it looks so it's bad. like they know it and they don't even care. That's so bad. I mean, you you have Brad Marchand on your team. You cannot bitch and complain about oh, the other team is so dirty. You've got Brad fucking Marchand, the one of the dirtiest guys in the league. He licks people. He licks people. <laughs> he slew foots. He he's a, he's a he's a dick. I mean, and, you know, Boston fans probably love him, but he's a good player. He's a real good player. Fantastic player. Right. Um, but he. He majorly toned down the he, antics. He did. And he did. that coincided with him being a much better player. But he's a dick. He, oh, yeah. Well, and it comes out every now and then. You know, the yeah. uh, the, the, the slew foot, the trip on Pachangelo, same thing. I mean, it's, I, 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 mean I, and I don't want to – I'm trying not to come off as biased here when you, I compare the, the trip on Pachangelo, the trip on uh, uh, Atari. But, I mean, I, I thought Marshans was worse. I'm sorry. I mean, I, you know, the, the – the, Bruins didn't score a goal right after, like the Blues scored on their trip. But I mean, I don't well, know. here's the thing: if if the Blues don't score that goal, nobody. I mean, yeah, people no, are pissed. I'm sure no. they're booing, but nobody's talking about it. Right? No, it's I, because the Blues scored that they're I, talking. If if, if Marshan slew foots Petrangelo and then the Bruins score, that's all we're talking about. No, I I I agree with you, and and I, they they should talk about it because it should have been a penalty. 
Um, mm-hmm. it, I mean, I, I'm not, I, 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 I turned to the lady who was a Boston Bruins fan at my right, uh, at the bar. And I said, you know, I'm sorry. I, that was a, I was a, I, I'll apologize for the officials. That was a penalty, um, should have been called. And I also said, but I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm not complaining. I I'll take it. You know, I'm not gonna, you know, but I feel for you because it should have been a penalty. Uh, first of all, we got a couple comments I want to say here. Uh, Josh Webster says, Jeff Ponder with no beard. What do the Blues win the cup or something? Hell freeze over? <laughs> yeah, crazy, huh? I shaved the whole thing off today. So uh, feels long? good, Bill. I know you feel good too. Yeah, how long did it take you? I, I was telling Kurt before you were, right before you came on, that it took me about 20 minutes to get rid of the whole thing. <laughs> I, it, it took about a good 20 minutes probably. I actually, uh, for those interested, I did post it on Twitter. I took a time lapse video of me shaving the beard off. I I kind of did, but I didn't post it to social media. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's set to Gloria, so oh, it's, nice. Uh, nice. It's, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, no, um, I, I just threatened to go with the uh, porn stash for a while. <laughs> set that to, <laughs> set that to nice. the girlfriend, and she. Uh, I yeah. uh, I also wanted to add F one seventeen Nighthawk also says, and getting back to the trip. The trip didn't, and this is something I was saying, the trip didn't end the game like the hand pass did. Right. It should have oh, been yeah. a penalty, but the Bruins still had time before and after the trip to score more. That call didn't decide the game. And that's my point. Like, right. people were, when people were complaining about that, and then I, you know, and I'd say, yeah, that's bullshit, you know. But then they'd say, you know, I'd say, well, it happened to us, hand pass. Oh, it's not the same thing. Yeah, it's worse. Yeah. That decided a game. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and it's the the uh, fallacy of the predetermined outcome because they are they assume that Corrali is still going to score the goal that he scores right, right. no that no. changes every it, other play the rest sure, of the game yeah the, it's a, the butterfly effect you you it was one, one thing changes it you wipe the slate you wipe the slate of what happens after that play because everything is different right. everything it's not like it happened right at the end of a period where you can start the the slate clean at the next period. No, it's it everything's different. So who knows what happens? The Blues still have a one nothing lead. Um, maybe Boston doesn't score on the power play if they get a power play. Maybe the Blues score after the power play is over. Maybe the Blues get a shorthanded goal. You don't know what happens. I mean, right. yeah, it costs Boston a chance to tie on the power play. That's what you can say. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, it didn't cost them the game. Anybody who says it cost Boston the game is is an is entitled Boston sports an fan. An entitled Boston sports fan. But which there are a lot of. Um and I can see where that happens because they've got what, thirteen they've they've uh, had teams in thirteen championships in the last thirteen seasons, something like that, if you add them all up. So I mean they're kinda they're getting spoiled. And they are the evil empire now. It's it's not New York. It hasn't been New York in a long time. It's been Boston for a long time. Um, oh, in this game too. Uh, Ever since they broke the curse in 04. Right, against the Cardinals. So, and uh, uh, in this game, yep. Marchand uh, slashes a stick out of Bennington's hand. Remember that? Took it out and yep. in the corner. And then that's, that happened too. That wasn't called. So, I mean, Blues fans could be irate and say the Blues should have power play on that one. But granted, you know, I'm not going to complain about the Blues not getting a power play because that did nothing but kill momentum. And uh, uh, change the momentum in the wrong way when we get power plays in the playoffs. Um, DeBrus got one for Boston with about six and a half minutes to go in the game five to cut the two to one, but the Blues held on, lead the series three to two. Was it DeBrusque? I, I keep confusing him and Corrali. Uh, pretty sure it was DeBrusque. 
Um, I can't tell you how many times I've called him Louis DeBrusque during the series. <laughs> he's, he's a kid. Uh, game six. Uh, this was, uh, you know, lost this one five to one. Uh, yep, Bill was at this game. Sure did. <laughs> Bill was. Bill spent his hard-earned money on this game and and didn't even get to celebrate the goal the Blues scored. Really, right? I mean, you, you right. did, but you no. didn't. It wasn't like that. Oh my gosh, they scored. It was right. And, and a that's, review. That's what I tweeted the uh, the morning after. You know, just the uh, nothing. It was a game where nothing went right, and it felt like everybody. You know, there was just this sense of anticipation that when the Blues scored, that was going to get them going. But the one goal that they scored, nobody in the building knew went in the I know. net. Nobody. Not even uh, not even O'Reilly. Right. He didn't react at all. Right. And and so we we never got a chance to blow the roof off the joint. We I never know. got a chance to get the energy in the building. Yeah. And uh it's uh <clears throat> it was uh God, it just felt I, like so many missed opportunities. Yeah, you know what? I thought I th- I thought this game through the first two periods was rather even. I, I the Boston was up one nothing. Uh but I thought Boston played a pretty good game. I thought the Blues had a number of good chances, but not a lot of second opportunities. Like not a lot of good rebound chances, not a lot of good, you know, flurries where they had one, two, three shots. Um it was usually one and done. Um, Rask seemed. I mean, Rask made some fantastic. I, he had the what? Petrangelo hits the post, and then McAvoy hits it out of midair, and then it's off yeah. of his back, and then he makes a save with his glove on the back, and then knocks it out the other side. That was that could have been a goal easily, and that, that would have been one to one, right? And that was that was right in front of us. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. the The other thing to to remember about this game, it was only one nothing going into the yeah. third period. Yeah, and and that's. I mean, I I told the guys sitting next to me, the Boston fan, I was like. Whoever scores next to win this game. I mean, if it's two nothing, Boston, they're going to want to win. If it's one one, I think we got momentum and we're going to win this game. Um, but obviously, it didn't work out that way. I mean, Boston scored and scored again. So, well, it it did work out that way because Boston did score and they did go on to win. No, I, I mean, it didn't work out for the Blues with, with they, right. they, if they didn't score next. So, right. but yeah, the, correct. Right. The and the 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 bounce shot from Carlo. I yeah. Mean, it it's it's fluky goal it's a it's i mean fluky goal not a soft goal no fluky goal it, it's a it's a it's a fluky goal uh, Bennington's comments after the game the one of the reporters asked him uh, what happened on the second goal did you and see it bounce did you see it bounce he goes yeah good eye good eye <laughs> loved it you know um um i think uh who was it uh, um oh god um melrose called Bennington a terrible interview. I think it's a fantastic interview. I think he's got the, the best little one-liner, like quick little quirps. I love it. Yep. Um, it, it, he, you, you do not get the, usually don't get the typical uh, canned, uh, oh, just got to take it one game at a time response from him. It's usually something, uh, just one or two words, and it's just kind of just, oh, that's that's funny. So... Uh, Marchand uh, got a power play goal to put the up, uh, to put the Bruins up one nothing in the first. Uh, then Petrangelo hits the post. It's five on three. Don't forget it the, was five, the, on the five on three power play right. goal. Right, right, right. Which you know that was that sucked. Um, and I hated that we had to have the same old conversation because the troll came out on Bennington and said tired of not hearing about people talking about how bad Bennington is during games. When he's bad, 
He wasn't bad that game. Oh right, no, I know. I, 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 I what are you talking about? Oh yeah, I remember now. He was, he was not bad that game. It was no, 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 no. It was a, it was a fluky goal, and it was, uh, and a, then it was a game that a got five away. on three goal. Right. Yeah, and it got away late. Um, I mean, yeah, he could have stood on his head some more and, and made some, made a few more amazing saves, but I mean, it didn't happen. So, <laughs> I, I, I did not, uh, I didn't like the. The bounce goal is a fluky goal, but I don't like it. No, um, I wished. I mean, I thought it was a. I thought it was a bad goal to give up at the time. It's bad timing uh, for that goal to go in. Um, I, whatever. Uh, they weren't winning that game anyway. Uh, with that, I don't think with that goal uh, after that, that you take away that bounce goal. I don't think it was in the cards for them in the third period. It just yeah. wasn't, it just wasn't falling they, their way. They just they didn't have energy, and and the ice was god awful. Yes, I mean, it, it was. So, the whole was, series. Yeah, well, and, and last night it, it was terrible in Boston. Yeah. But the, uh, you know, that was one thing we noticed. So, you know, ice conditions, playing hockey in the middle of June, June in St. Louis. Right. It was 85 degrees, 90% humidity. It was awful outside. Mm-hmm. And you bring... 18,000 people into the building and they're all down there way early. <laughs> the ice got shit real fast by they, they, the ice was no good by the end of warmups. They couldn't, they couldn't restore it. it. Just, it was so muggy, so humid. Coleman picked a corner on uh, Bennington and uh, kind of sealed the deal for Boston, put him up three, nothing. Um, O'Reilly uh, scored the Blues only goal, uh, which we talked about. Uh, shot on goal reviewed. Uh, nobody seemed to know went in until they reviewed it, and it did go in. Um, so, given the Blues a glimmer of hope, three to one. But uh, Boston th- scores right away. Yeah, Boston scores right away. Pasternak scored uh, uh, on the uh, the the only even strength goal for the top line was that Pasternak scored to make it four to one in the series. Um, then Char got the empty net goal to make it five to one. Uh, you know, and again, reminder: this was a game that was one to nothing going into the third. Anyway, and that was uh, that was hard to. I mean, that was uh, that game. You, it's set up to win at home. Could have won the cup at home. Uh, we had, I, I mean, the 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 watch party I was at at the ESPN Club in Florida was. Uh, the, I posted a picture of it on on Twitter. It was there had to have been. I don't know, 75 blues fans in this bar. Uh, there were probably about a dozen Boston fans at least. Uh, so it was blues were heavily, uh, represented much more so than Boston at this bar in game five. Uh, they, it was like even probably about, Oh, 10, 12 each, something like that. Uh, but the blues really showed up for game six. Yeah. The, uh, well, game five, I went to Kirkwood, uh, ice and fuel, which was awesome. We had a great time. I've been there a few times. Um, yeah, I actually never been there. It's, it's, a, neat, a, it's a nice place. Yeah, it's a neat bar. Uh, the only thing that stinks is they got a Blackhawks jacket hanging up. I'm not really sure why. Do they really? Yeah, I don't really get that. But it's a nice bar for anyone to want to give a shout out to them. They were fantastic, and uh, the crowd was lively. It was fun. Game six, uh, we went to Hot Shots Manchester. A um, bunch of friends and I uh, had a little watch party going. And, uh, yeah, that was not fun. We had a terrible time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah I, I I had to sit next to a Boston fan in Game Six. I did in Game Five too, but we won, so it was better. But in Game Six, it was just yeah he he got drunk at the end, so it was. I mean he was nice enough, but it was just 
I just hated hearing the toog that they started chanting whenever Rask made a save. That was, uh, but whatever. I can look back on that now and smirk because we won the series. So game yep. seven, uh, where uh, is it Bill, you watched from home, right? I did. Jeff, you watched from uh, Enterprise at the watch party, as did I. Yeah, uh, want to give a shout out to my friend John, listener of the show, for uh, for inviting me. He he got two tickets and about oh, four tickets actually, and invited my wife and I. So uh, that was my wife didn't want to go anywhere after Game Six. She said <laughs> we're not going anywhere because every time we leave, they lose. The honestly, the only exception was Game Five. Every other time we've gone out for a game, they've lost. So she was hell bent on not going to the point where I even had another friend invite me, just me. And I asked her, I said, Hey, uh, you know, do you, do you mind if I go to the enterprise? And she goes, you got to stay home. And like, she's not like that. And and she's like, they're going to lose if you go out. <laughs> and I'm like, God damn it. Cause I was like, I, I, I see her point, but I, <laughs> Oh my God, I want to go somewhere. I don't want to just sit at home and watch it. And uh, so then when I, when my buddy asked, had the two tickets, I'm like, you know what? I'm, executive decision I'm, I'm making her go and uh she uh i told her she was not happy but i'm like i don't care we're going already got us babysitter we're going and uh it was funny because when they won i i even said aren't you freaking glad that i made you go and she said yes i'm really glad we did because we had a great time it was it was it was the i've heard people say and i agree with this um that uh, that crowd was the loudest crowd they've ever heard uh inside that building and the team wasn't even there. Yep. So it I, was nuts. It was I I I I mean when the when the towel man was counting off the goals, everyone, you know, in, during regular season games and other playoff games, people would just yell that they were people were the crowd was screaming as loud as they could with with every every one, two, three. I mean, I had never usually it's like one, two, three, you just say it kind of loud. No, the people were screaming. It was so loud. It was just just that that aspect of it, kind of like I was like, "Wow, holy cow!" Yeah, I I uh, I was amazed. I mean, it, the third period uh, when the third period started, my whole section was already standing, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" This like, I mean, because it, it is one of those things where it just kind of hits you and says, "20 minutes." They've got 20 minutes, and the whole section was going nuts. <laughs> I had this this group of little girls behind me that were just crying their eyes out for the third period because it was just so it was just that exciting and oh my god that atmosphere that yes that is and i said the same thing kurt that was the loudest i have ever heard a blues game and the players weren't even there it was funny because it was funny because when the blues got the first goal and the second goal and then the and then you're watching the clock you're like okay how much time's left and then uh you're halfway through okay it's a 10 minute mark halfway through the games okay i got two nothing lead and then, uh, and then all of a sudden, third period starts, 20 minutes to go. And the, the end of the game keeps getting closer and closer. And I'm thinking, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I mean, if they can yeah. pull this off. I mean, I, I'm trying to like, what am I going to do? What am I gonna, how am I going to, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to, I don't know how I'm going to act. Um, it was that, such that a. That was kind of the, the joke. <laughs> and I'm sure you guys probably said the same thing that we had last night. We'll get to our little, you know, uh, post party discussion, I'm sure in a bit, but we kept saying that to each other. My, my buddy Johnny's like, like, hey, where do, you, where do you want to go? I don't know, man. I've never been here before. <laughs> you know, we, that was the thing. We kept saying, what do you want to do now? I don't know. I've never been here before. 
Uh, first period uh, was the Jordan Bennington show. Um, as as great as this game ended, it didn't start off. I mean, uh, goaltending wise, it was fantastic for Bennington, but the Blues, Boston took it to the Blues early. Uh, wow, I actually that was the first half of the game. Frightening. But frightening. Uh, I mean, I I can't I. It was it was I I, I turned and I was like uh, I was like this is this is not good. I mean, this is halfway through the first period. I'm like, the Blues need a jolt. They need somebody to make a play. Uh, they need to they need to change the tide of this game because Boston is coming in waves and uh, they're getting a lot of good looks and a lot of good scoring chances. And Bennington is 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 keeping this game scoreless. Well, Bennington was the guy that made the plays that turned the game. Yeah, he was. He ended up and took the Blues a while to rally behind him. Right. I mean, so we we just watched the first period. So it's a little fresh, right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you, we got we had a good first few shifts. Yes, the first like three minutes was right. good, and then we got we got the shot on goal from yeah. uh, Schwartz. I think it was um, blocker save, punched way up in the air, and Tarasenko couldn't get the rebound on goal. After that, it was twelve minutes. Was it twelve minutes or was it sixteen minutes? for our next shot on goal and like you said boston came in waves and we couldn't handle the puck in our own zone pareko mishandles the puck just that was when i thought the blues were doomed yeah yeah i did too when when, when that happened i'm like oh god this is it here yeah like i said took my jersey (laughs) off threw it across the room like come (laughs) on and then they kill it off Great, you know, all the great saves by Biddington through the first period. The Sanford turnover, then Johansson getting the, the mini breakaway and Biddington being there to stop it. Just, Just everything worked perfectly. On I honestly day. would put his game in game seven. I put that up there with any goalie performance in the history of the league. He was, he was the sole reason they won that game. If, if he gives up even one of those goals, yeah. I, a, I think it's, it's a, a completely different uh, game, and I think the Blues lose. I I would not disagree with that. Um, he had he had three monster saves in that first period. Yeah, and the, the they're showing them all right now. The the Marchand uh, power play shot from the the slot where he slides split slides across. Yep, and almost uh, almost goes in his arm, but it, he he it, it rattles around and he, and he pins it. Right. And Boston Sports Talk Radio today was all over Marchand today for a number of reasons because he, he shot that shot one. Right, he shot it back into him. him. Yeah, because he had a half minute shoot at and yeah. he shot it on the right side where Benton already was. Yep. Um. And so, and of course, there was the line change that that. Oh my god! <laughs> Again, if I am Cassidy, I don't care who you are. You are fucking done on my team. It yeah. and terrible. Uh, first off, it's not like there's thirty seconds to go, and you're making a line change. You're changing with ten seconds to go in the period. W- why the 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 puck's going into your end? You're changing with ten seconds to go. What do you what what do you hope to accomplish by changing? It's get your ass. That you. Oh, uh, I mean. I'm not complaining, but if I was a Boston fan, I'd be like, "Why change with 10 seconds to go?" That didn't make any sense. Um, and it, it took me a long time to get over Colton Wong's foobar. Oh, uh, first base was that? Yeah, the you first base pick off. Yeah, that that it took me a long time to get over that. that was, I would imagine it's probably it's. I mean, even though Marshawn's done so much and scored so much, and he's kind of a embody the the entire Boston persona in his game. It would take me a long time to get over 
that play because I think that was the backbreaker. I mean, you you talk about you talk about goals in the ends of periods and beginning of periods, just killing momentum, and that that was one of them. I mean, not only was it just a backbreaking, oh my god, I can't believe they're down two nothing at the end of the first goal. It was a what the hell is he thinking goal. Yeah, it's terrible. Not, like I said, him. it's not like there's 30 seconds to go and he's gassed and he needs to get off. I don't, there's there's 10 ended. seconds to go. Right. The period's over. I mean, you got to you skate your ass off. The puck, they're they're bringing the puck into your zone. I don't I don't understand. He said he didn't see him there. He didn't see potential there. But I was like, okay, that's just you're not being aware on the ice then of your surroundings because that's just a bad play. I mean, um, you got to figure that even the bench is probably yelling at him like, "What are you doing? Get out there!" Like, no, there's five seconds left. Um, before that goal happened, uh, O'Reilly uh, scores. Uh, was it with about six minutes to uh, four or something to go? Yeah. Uh, in the period, um, beautiful deflection, uh, high slot. Yeah. Uh, Meester with a great shot. Yes. But set up by Sammy Blake getting in on the forecheck on the and forecheck. causing a turnover. Yep. Over to uh, Potential wins the puck, passes over to Bowmeister, who lets the shot go. Uh, great, great, typical shot. Um, perfect height and it uh, perfect deflection. Oh my god. Uh, five hole on Rask. Uh, it's it's one of those goals that uh, I'm sure Bruins fans are annoyed that Rask mm-hmm. like oh it's five hole it's a tip it's from a high high tip, but I mean it, I, it's a tip it's a deflection it's a nice deflection yeah so I mean I was I was amazed at I saw more than a few people like uh, just looking at the um, the main Twitter page for the game and seeing more Boston content in there. I was amazed at how many people were like, oh, here's Tuca again, going to cost us this game. He was their best player in the playoffs this season. By far. If they won, he was going to be the Conn Smythe winner if they won the game seven. I think he, if he has a better game seven, if they lose one nothing, I think think he still wins the Conn Smythe. I'm going to say no. Uh, I, ju- I mean, he was really good, but I don't think he was like. Uh, oh, so, if, if he went, if he, if the Blues won one nothing, you said. Yeah. Uh, over O'Reilly, who led the playoffs in scoring. So I, yep. I, I think I it know. was decided because you have to vote him by the end of the first period, right? Isn't Are you that, serious? Isn't that is that the rule for for the Con Smythe? Yeah, you. I thought it was second period. First, so either way, O'Reilly's the guy that scored. Right, and yeah. so he's he's driving the narrative at the point that they have to cast the vote. The vote. Yeah, I thought Bington had a shot at being the. I mean, but then, I I did too. But then I thought back to the. I mean, he had the one. I mean, he allowed a handful of goals in game uh, six. So, but yeah, I, well, I thought because again, I mean, we talk about you know, Bill talks about O'Reilly. Uh, it's kind of a you know, what have you done for me lately? Sometimes with the the Smythe voting, and that's what I was thinking. I'm like, if they're gonna vote. At the end of the first or the second period, yeah. there's going to be people saying just because of tonight, Jordan Bennington has got yeah. to be one of my top three. Yeah, but you, you can't vote for, you know, he, he gave up four goals in the previous. Was it four? Yeah, four. Uh, yeah, in, the, in the game six. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you're not going to get a vote. You're you're not going to get enough. Votes. No, probably not. He, I, but if you're, I mean, if you're I'm really, not if, denigrating him in any no, way. No, I, I, and if you're watching the game, if you're actually really. If you're not just going by stats, if you're just watching the goals go in, um, you might think differently of that. But I, 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 I would imagine a lot of people don't right. do that. And, and Jordan Bennington was absolutely the number one star of this game. Oh, yeah. But Ryan O'Reilly 
put the team on his shoulders again. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, he, he got he was leading the, point getter in the playoffs, yeah. and uh, he had the last four games he scored the first goal of the game for the Blues. So I mean, that's 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 clutch, you know. I mean, if you man, it. Buffalo is so lucky to get rid of him. Cancer. Do you know just a cancer? I, I want to go back again because I think uh, late in the season, or maybe right before playoffs, I remember Carl Stanky. Yep. Oh, he yeah. he made a comment uh, not long after we got O'Reilly. Um, only something I'm paraphrasing. Um, only an inept general manager would trade for Ryan O'Reilly. <laughs> um, and now he's the Conn Smythe winner on the Stanley Cup champion St. Louis Blues. Possible Frank J. Selke award yes. winner too. He yeah. could win four trophies. <laughs> and if his, what's his salary? <laughs> it's, it's, uh, he and Tarasenko are both what seven and a half. Yeah, that's a bar. It's a pretty good deal. Yeah, considering what uh, folks make. You know what? I, I was my buddy last night was telling me about how much uh, David Perron drives him crazy, and and I said, man, I don't care. Like they they win this. This was in like the second period. I'm like, they win this, they could sign David Perron to a 25 year contract extension. I don't give a shit. And same thing with O'Reilly. Like. Go ahead and lock him up to the end of his life. I don't. I don't care. Whatever. Give him an eight-year extension. Give him the max. I don't care because this is. Well, again, we'll get into this, but my God, I mean, what a what a night. What a, this was unbelievable. You know, I I love um, a lot of aspects of Pran's game, and I love his passion because in the in this game, the game seven, uh, or any any of these games, he's always one of the more excited guys. When things are going like, like a goal is scored, he's on the ice or whatever, or he assists or, or scores a goal. What he or on the bench, he's always one of the most animated as far as like uh, being excited, and I love that. I, I love uh, the the passion that players show when when uh, when they're celebrating. It's, it's it's fantastic. Love it. Uh, so and then Petrangelo's goal, which came after O'Reilly's. Uh, we talked about that. Backhander, soft hands, beautiful pass from Schwartz. Oh, yep. it's just uh, that little, uh, little, little peak, and little, uh, little wrap, uh, whip pass uh, behind him uh, to Petrangelo, who uh, was let go by Marchand. Yeah, <clears throat> needed that. Chance. Yeah, we could we could bitch about the Marchand play as, as a hockey player uh, till we're blue in the face, but at the same time, I mean, something you love, and you know, it's funny because we were talking about how. Uh, last night we were all talking about, you know, oh, it's, you played to the whistle and it looked like the Bruins kind of just didn't play to the whistle there. And it's funny to say that because you think back, and I, I think it was 2011, maybe 2012, when the Blues lost to the, the Kings. And uh, there was the goal where I think Backus turned it over and Polak wasn't skating. And uh, I want to say it was Dustin Penner just yep. blasted a slap shot. I think they, they ended up – it was a game-winning goal at the end of the first. It made it 1-0. It right? yep. yeah, it and it was, it was clearly just like the Blues just stopped skating. They yep. thought the period was over. Well, here's and the, here's, it's so nice to be on the other side of that for once. I remember where we were. We were playing poker. We were playing poker then. <laughs> we were playing poker during that game, which I find weird now that I was playing poker during a playoff game. Yeah, I, I, I think I would have a problem with uh, focusing. On the game uh, and the the poker game, I think there was an objection about playing poker during a playoff game. Okay, from the person that only wanted to play poker. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so second period, uh, Shen's, uh, there are no goals in this period, but Shen's shot from Schwartz uh, uh, goes off Rask, up in the air, off the crossbar, behind Rask, and then kept out by Charistek, who kind of kind of ticks it out of midair, back towards Rask, and then... Rask, like, twice knocked it <laughs> know, in towards know, his know, goal I on know. that play. It went off his shoulder. Rask did and, everything he could to try and put it in the net. Right, <laughs> I I thought he really was trying to put it in. I but. yeah, Petrangelo. Uh, I, I mean, people. I I thought I'm I'm just waiting for because being at Enterprise and seeing that. I mean, yeah, we're watching the game on the jumbotron. It's 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 a big screen, but it's still not like watching it at home where you can't really see up close on it and details. So I'm waiting to see a reaction of like the players. I'm like, okay, as soon as I see the players' hands go up, I can I can celebrate. I'm like, fuck, they didn't go in. How they didn't go in? Yeah, it was the same same God. way with me. We were sitting, we we all just jumped up and yelled goal and yeah. went, wait a minute, the players are still skating, they're still going. And yeah, you mentioned Chara's stick. That was that was a hell of a defensive play. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh so third period, Jonathan Blues, and then there's the save on Nordstrom. Um I I, I can't um Nordstrom did everything right in this. I mean, I don't think I don't. I mean, asking him to try and lift it up and go half with the net is asking an awful lot because of the position he was in and how tight he was in on Bennington. Uh, he kicks the kicks the puck to his uh, stick, and uh, that was one of the best saves, one of the best clutch saves I've ever seen. One yep. of the best. I, yep. I mean, absolutely. You got Vernon with the overtime glove save that he keeps out of the net when he slides back into it. You got on the breakaway. On, was it on Burry? Uh, no, 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 not Burry. Um, who was it on? I'm talking about he's with uh, Vernon Flames. Mm, uh, it may have been break. Was it break? Breakaway. Uh, yeah. Anyway, anyway, glove save on Brady. Yeah, he slides in that, but he keeps the glove. Yeah. Um, that was a big one. Um, it just, it just, uh, just that was. They don't get a whole lot better than that save by Bennington. That was just fan. That and the crowd went ballistic. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, at the same. I want to cheer at the same time. I want to say, holy shit. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, that was, for me, that was the moment where I was, okay, they're going to do this. I mean, they got the two-goal lead. Uh, mm. I think Keith Price is right. Mike Richter on Bure. Uh, well, yeah, Richter had, Richter on Bure. Um, yeah, but I'm talking, that's that was a great one. But I'm talking, the Vernon uh, with a, a glove save on a breakaway that he he holds, he, Vernon's body slides in the net and he keeps his glove outside the post. It was Stan Smeal. Okay. Stan Smeal. Um, that's why I didn't remember who it was. <laughs> yeah. But no, anyway, it, it that was the moment when that when Vinted makes that save where I think even probably people don't want to admit this, but I think a lot of people at that point said, it's, it's going to happen tonight. They're going to do it because that's just the kind of goaltending you need in a game like this. And I, I said it earlier, I put, I put Bennington's game seven against any other goalie performance ever in the history of the game. It was really yeah. good. I mean, it was a it was a bla- it was a treat to watch. It really in, was. Yeah, individual game, definitely, definitely the best individual game performance. I still think the best series over series over series goaltending performance that I ever saw in the Stanley Cup final or in the Stanley Cup playoffs was John Sebastian Jaguar in two thousand three. Mm-hmm. I mean, that guy single-handedly got them through three teams before yeah. running into Marty Brodeur. Um, Shen from Tarasenko and Schwartz, third period. <clears throat> um, 
I don't. I think. I think this this goal was the loudest that people are talking about the crowd being. Um, McAvoy. Uh, I. I. You know. I, if I were Boston, if I was a Boston fan, I'd be a little upset at McAvoy here. I, 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 he had no uh, defensive zone awareness on this play. I didn't think. Uh, he glides in too deep, uh, almost the top of the crease, defending nobody. You know, and uh, there's nobody on the wing. Uh, there's there's Shen in the slot. So I don't think he was aware of who was where on the play. And uh, and Shen found the soft area between the forwards and the D-man. And he, right in between the hash marks, uh, where he let that shot go, uh, buries a pass from Tarasenko. Um, perfectly placed, uh, yeah. far post, uh, low to the ice, um, right where Rask couldn't get it. So And, that, and that, that was a ridiculously loud crowd. Yeah. Because that was the that was the goal that was like, we did it. We we've done it. We're gonna yeah. win this game. Yep. You yeah. know it's just crazy to think about. You think about you know uh, moments in Blues history. We've talked about them. How Monday Night Miracle. That yeah, great game, but they lost the series. That's and you yeah. you say St. Louis Blues and you say the goal and you think of the Wickenheiser goal. Man, I I think this might be the goal. Right. When you say the goal, this yeah. is the goal that people are gonna remember. Right. Yeah. So, <clears throat> or or also, I mean, it can't be stated enough how big O'Reilly's goal was with the Blues getting outplayed in the first period. I mean, badly. And then, I mean, to to get two goals late, holy shit! Yeah. I mean, to, to, to come out of that first period with a two goal lead, oh my god, we totally didn't deserve it. We had no. three fucking shots. Yeah, we should have been down to nothing. Right. And and we were up to nothing. And again, four shots, two goals, and we were outplayed badly. It's funny, my my wife. I think I've said this on the show before. She is just super negative she's honestly pretty tough to watch games with because it's just they're gonna lose they're gonna lose there's no way there's no way they're gonna win this they're gonna lose they're gonna lose <laughs> and and i kept telling her and i this is the first time i've said this to her when when bennington kept making all those big saves i'm like jess it just takes one shot just takes one shot and then two minutes later o'reilly scores and i'm like ah i told you it just yep. takes one shot and how many times being a blues fan did did we have a situation throughout you know whatever however long uh, years where and every team has this where your team is playing great but you can't score and all of a sudden uh, the first period's over you outshot a team fifteen to four or whatever it is and no score and you're like man all those missed opportunities um, we're gonna look back on this period and think what if because if we lose this game it'll be because we couldn't score when we dominated and then they could make some adjustments and come back, get the first goal, whatever. And all of a sudden they got momentum and that's had to have been what was going through Boston's mind. So just, I, I, both those goals, O'Reilly's goal, huge. I mean, because, oh my gosh, one, nothing lead, been on played. And then Petrangelo's goal to, right. to, to, to piggyback that right. Like a couple minutes later. Right. Oh God, Seven and a half seconds left of the period. Yeah, and it can't be. I, I tweeted this out. It can't be stated how huge that goal was because to have been outplayed and then to be uh, uh, up one nothing is one thing, but then to for Boston to be have that level of play and then to not only be down to nothing but to have that second goal come with seven seconds to go right. in the period to have that fresh in your mind mm-hmm. when you're back to the locker room that had to have been deflating, but. Shot-wise, Boston dominated the second period, too. So, I mean, how not, deflating was it for them? Not terribly. Not terribly. But the Blues had their legs. I mean, we're halfway through the, 
the game right now. They're skating and creating a lot more chances. Um, yeah, but Boston still had their foot, you know, they did. firmly on the pe- Boston on pressure the pedal, well, on most the of this floor. game. Phil, you mentioned that uh, you know the Blues just looked tired and and worn in Game Six, and it was just kind of like God. I hope they can bring it Game Seven, one more game, boys. Yeah. And man, when they came out in the well, we talked about the opening of the game; they looked good. But then the the first period surge for right? Boston was just oh boy, here we go. But then they came out in the second and third. I think I think when they got that goal at the end of the first, they said, "Guys, we can fucking do this," and right. they just. They came out hard. They came out tough. Every single time a Bruins player got the puck, he was crunched into the boards. It was purely beautiful hockey played by the Blues there in the second and third. Yeah. Go back to uh, the the last game in the Winnipeg series. You know, we're, we have to go back to Winnipeg for game seven, right? And was it? No, six. It, six it, in Winnipeg. Was, that was right. So <clears throat> we have to go back, and it's – the the game it was game five right where Dallas way to go yeah game five in Winnipeg where we're down and we I thought we had a really good first period right and then then they completely flat second period don't know what they're gonna do they're losing and then we make the comeback O'Reilly gets the goal mm-hmm. and yeah it, we make the comeback it, it's <clears throat> I felt like we got rewarded last night like we didn't get rewarded in that game with you know. Good bounce goals, mm-hmm. right? No, and and I mean, it was just it was nice to see the the table shift, right, for the Blues because to see oh we're outplayed but we're winning, <laughs> right? It's yeah, completely unfamiliar territory, right? Because usually it's uh, usually if we I mean I, how many times have we seen like I said we outplay the other team but we can't score, um, that happens a lot, it happened a lot. Um, so and then Sanford uh, puts the Blues up four nothing. With a uh, uh, from Perron and O'Reilly, Th- this goal, this fourth goal, uh, reeked of Boston giving up. The, the, the yep. way the way that, that nobody got back. Um, Sanford was all alone in the back door forever, um, mm-hmm. and and then Perron was allowed to skate out of the corner with a puck between two Bruins players um, without. I mean, he made it. Perron made a great play to uh, out of the corner to come out of the corner with the puck, but he didn't get. You know, I mean, th- there was not a lot of D being played there right. by Boston. So, and then, and then th- that's a that's a that's a roller hockey goal. <laughs> yeah, it really yeah. was. Yeah, it was. The, it was the guys not playing D. <laughs> um, guys open the, back door. The broken controller. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Back door. Uh, I don't. I don't. I'm not really. Uh, I know this doesn't fit in anywhere here, but anytime there's a slap shot reference, I feel like it needs to be made. Uh, Keith Bryce says. Uh, they brought their toys. <laughs> <laughs> they brought their toys. <laughs> uh, uh, Grizzle- no, man, this was this goal. It, I mean, that was the moment. I mean, and that's what's crazy to me. I mean, I know it's three nothing, and Biddington's has been playing out of his mind. But this is the Stanley Cup final. This is Game Seven. I was surprised to see Boston so lax in the defensive zone. I mean, again, well, yeah, yeah it, you know, it, at this point it, in the game, yeah. It's yeah, I mean it's it's three nothing that hurts, but you get one goal, you're right back in it. You pull the goalie, maybe you can get two. I mean it's it's it, to to let him go to, to go down four nothing. That is just, I mean I don't know I don't know what the difference is between three and four in hockey that just makes it feel like okay this, this game's out of reach. Three it's like they can there's a chance. Four it was 
this is over. This is over. They're going to lose. And, and it's, well, I mean, th- uh, it's crazy. Well, I, I, well, with three goals, I mean, you, 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 you always say, okay, one more shot within two, we can pull our goalie and then try and get two goals. That's it, happened. Um, but down by four, you got to get two before you can even really think about pulling your goalie to, I mean, to have a shot, you know what right. I mean? So there's so many things. I mean, just, just, I mean, yeah, it's one more goal, but it just seems like a much more, it's just like a higher mountain to climb. The four goal seems like insurmountable. And I mean, it's, I mean, how many times I bet just never happened. Uh, a four goal deficit overcome in the past, in the last five minutes of a playoff game. Has it ever? Probably not. So um, what was the, the comeback uh, Boston over Toronto? Oh, well, was, well, I'm thinking, okay. Blues and Kings, but that wasn't, that was, was the last five minutes and sharks and uh, gold Knights. Gold Knights. That was four. Yeah. That's four goals. Oh, it was four. Yeah, yeah. you're right. It was four. Yeah. But again, that wasn't the last five minutes. <laughs> no, no, no. Did, it you, wasn't. did you see, speaking of the golden Knights, did you see what they tweeted towards the end of the game? No, Boston could use a five-minute power play here. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh, I love the Twitter account. That's yeah. fun stuff. That's that was one of my favorite things to <laughs> to do this morning was to go through all of the opposing teams' Twitter uh, congratulations and that. And um, see, I'm more of the uh, I want to listen to the opposing team's sports talk radio in the morning to hear all the callers yeah. calling this bitch. Yeah, I there's I a lot love of that been uploaded to Twitter tonight. So I love listening to that stuff. I I love hearing other fans' takes. So it's, you know, what I'm going to love listening to is uh, at the draft every GM coming up and saying, uh, uh, "We want to thank the uh, the city of Vancouver for their hospitality. Uh, it's been a great week here. Uh, also, congratulations to the Stanley Cup champion St. Louis Blues. Mm, yes, that's going to be nice to hear." Yeah, it's been a it's been a nice wild ride. I mean, think about it. I mean, we had the Winter Classic in sixteen or in uh, yeah seventeen. Well, okay, beat the Blackhawks in sixteen, right? In a fantastic one of the best playoff series the Blues ever had um, in sixteen. Then the Winter Classic in seventeen, uh, the fiasco last year, which was a shit show in eighteen. But then this year, winning the cup, and then next year, All Star game. So yeah. it's a nice little gauntlet, Great. a nice little gauntlet of stuff that's been the last uh, what f- f- four or five years. Yeah, I, and again, you you think about how this Three is going to affect the youth. You know, we talk about how just a couple of years ago they had was it uh, four players drafted in the first round from St. Louis. Yep. Yep. Um, I think you're going to see that again one day because I think this got a lot of people, a lot of young kids interested in the sport, and that's that's only a good thing. It's only going to have the Blues fandom grow. And um, you know, get more people involved in hockey, which is what we love. Uh, Grizzly scored from uh, Krejci, um, really fantastic shot. I mean, the only shot yeah. that beat Benton was the perfect shot. Yeah, flutter knuckleball off bar off, down. Yeah, upper ninety bar I mean, down. And it, and it fooled. I mean, it didn't. I mean, it wasn't a shot Benton should have had. I mean, it was just a. He's expecting more of a a, a hard shot, and it fluttered, and it crossbar and down and in. So. Uh, perfectly placed, and uh, so then a four to one, and that was it. One penalty in the game, which we talked about. Pareko's delay the game over the glass. Uh, whistles were put away, which I expected totally. Um, I think for Boston to have a, I you know coming in, I thought for Boston to have a shot in this game, they're gonna have to get four or five power plays to win this game, and uh, convert on a couple of those. But really, uh, they. Played very well the first 
the most of this game. They played very well, and it was Bennington was the difference. Yeah, yeah if, if it's not for Bennington, I, again, I think Bruins come out with a lead in that first period, and it's a completely different game. Yep. Uh, play was kept five on five, and uh, that's all she wrote. So some stuff for this game. Uh, shots in the first period was Boston 12, St. Louis 4. Second period, Boston 11, St. Louis 6. So through two periods, it was 23 to 10 shots for Boston. And the third period was even 10 apiece. So the final uh, tally was Boston, 33 shots, St. Louis, 20. Uh, Blues won three of the four games in Boston, which was, uh, you know, I bet you nobody would have guessed that. How much would you, if you bet 10 bucks on the Blues winning three out of four games in Boston before the season, I mean, what's the return on that? My God. Yeah. That's. But to be, to be honest, uh, home, home ice advantage isn't a thing. Yeah. In, well, the, in the playoffs, well, the Blues proved that this year. The Blues had a losing record. <laughs> they were six and seven on home ice. Uh, thank you. I was at three of those. <laughs> uh, didn't uh, didn't I hear that um, they're the first team to win the cup that had a losing record at home? Yes, yes. Yep. And but they also had they tied the most road wins. Yep. in the playoffs too. Right. I mean, and they they were insane on the road. And and Pierre LeBrun touched on this on Twitter today about the buildings that they were successful in, you know, the TD garden is a very difficult place to go in and win. Winnipeg is a terribly difficult place in San Jose, Mm -hmm. but yeah, Dallas, whatever. (laughs) Dallas. (laughs) They're aware of hockey down there. Um, (laughs) uh, Bennington set a new initial record for playoff wins by rookie goalie. And that record will never be broken. It can only be tied until yep. the NHL goes to best a five-round, five-round or best of nine. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, I've I've heard that the play-in game that they were doing in the MLB is something they're interested in the NHL. So there's a potential somebody could get 17 wins, but uh, I hope that doesn't happen. Um, Bennington finished the playoffs with an eight and two record with a one seven eight GAA and a nine three seven save percentage following a loss. And that is one of the reasons why I bet on the Blues in Game Seven. Yeah, the, yeah. the odds. I mean, uh, my fifty dollars bet uh, won me seventy-seven dollars. So Bruins were heavily favored in that game in Game Seven. Which I saw that and I'm like, no. I mean, yeah, the Bruins played very well, and Bennington was was. But the the thing is that we had a Bennington. <laughs> That's why yeah. I bet on the Blues. Yeah, his his resilience is the stuff of legend. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I bet against Bennington after a loss ever yeah. against anybody. No, I mean, going back to to the Patrick Waugh comparison, Patrick Waugh, yeah, he did win the Conn Smythe in '86 when, as a rookie, he led the Canadians to the Stanley Cup, um, and Cam Ward too. Uh, so that's kind of like so. These are your possible career paths here. Yeah, right. Let, let's go with the former. Yeah, right. Um, but, well, hey, I mean, Cam Ward had a nice. He's had a nice career. I mean, not Patrick Wall level, but I mean, that's. I, I think either one we'd be happy with here in St. Louis. Yeah, I, I'd hope for. I'd be be happy with something in between. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I mean, I've I have not been this excited for a Blues goaltender since yeah. Curtis Joseph. I. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, I would not disagree with that. Um, he's the guy. He's, he's the guy. He's we, the we, guy. we talk on the show all the time how the Blues just don't have that franchise goalie. 
And you can, it tells you, it's obvious when you look at the all time goalie stats, you know, guys come here two, three years and disappear or go somewhere else. And um, I know it's still a somewhat small sample size, but I truly believe that guy is Jordan Biddington. I mean, he, even if, even if he does fall and he's, you know, by end next season, he's not the starter. He's still a legend in St. Louis. He will oh, be a God. legend forever. Yep. Mm-hmm. Build a statue of the save. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, the Blues are. Uh, let's see. Benton finished the playoff. Oh, I'm sorry. The Blues are the fifth team in NHL history to win Game Seven of the Cup Final on the road, but it's the third in a row too. Yeah. Uh, oh, I think it's oh nine. Oh nine. Eleven. And this year. Yeah. So the last three Game Sevens, the road team has won. Um. Bowmeister. The Bruins. The Bruins. No. Uh, the Bruins uh, beat Vancouver. And yeah. the Penguins beat the Red Wings. Yes. Well, and, and think about the, uh, you know, we talk about how the Blues have just defied so many odds this year, all the things that have happened. After the game one loss, everybody said Boston's winning because Boston, the team that wins game one wins, what, like 77% of series in the Stanley Cup final. You know. Well, that's just another thing for the Blues to come in and say, all right, well, we'll just show you that we're going to win the damn series. I, You know, I, I, I've done that in the past in, in series. I, I Back when I've – I remember doing that a lot uh, when the when the Blues were up against the Blackhawks. Back-to-back years, wasn't it? L.A. and Chicago up 2-0 in the series, and they lost the series both times. Mm-hmm. And each yep. time I remember looking at the stats saying, oh, wow, the team's won the first two games on the road. One time it was on the road. Was it uh, L.A. on the road? Two games against uh, one of the was no, it Chicago. No, Chicago. Wasn't was it? It? We I won thought, two games on the road in one of them. I thought it was L.A. because we came back up two to nothing, and then the uh, Petrangelo injury got boarded, and but they scored did, on the five on three. Okay, either way, wasn't wasn't Steen's uh, overtime goal against Quick? Wasn't that at home? Wasn't that game two? That was game. Was that, that game was, two? That, that was game was, one. That was later. Was that it? was so the the series I'm talking about. Oh, was, that was a different year. Yeah, that yeah, was, yeah. That was the first to, when we lost to the Kings the first time. So anyway, I was first time they lost to the Kings. They were swept. Was it? Was it a sweep? Yeah, they were swept in the second round after they beat the Sharks. Mm. Either way. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know why it doesn't matter? Because we're Stanley Cup champions. <laughs> because it, <laughs> it doesn't fucking matter because we're Stanley Cup champions. Uh, that's a good response. Um, but no, I remember seeing the stats. Oh, the team that wins the first two games in the series wins the series 82% of the time, whatever it is. I'm like, oh my God. Um, and but and that didn't happen uh, either of those years. And so I'm like, okay, well, I'll take stats with a grain of salt as far as like early in the series, first game, second game. I don't give a shit. Um uh, talk to me later in the series when when things get tight and things get uh, you're getting close to an elimination game. Then we'll talk about there's a, a the, game. The only the only stat that matters is the team that wins Game Seven has won a hundred percent of the series. <laughs> I it's you you're never. I've always said you're not really in trouble in a series until you lose a home game. I don't care if you lose the first two on the road. You come home. Then if you lose at home, if you're trailing in a series and you're losing, you lost a home game. Then oh, okay, you're kind of in trouble. But um, uh, I think I think we all agreed, and I think we said that on this show that when when the Blues uh, lost Game One, you know, okay, well, just get a split, get a split in Boston. That's what you got to do. Come home, one-one in the series, and that again, like that nullifies a Game One loss to me because I agree. You got home. You know, 
you, you come home one one, it's a new series. It doesn't matter who won game one and two. And you have quote home ice advantage, which is not a huge deal, but still you have it. I've always said, I've always said home ice advantage doesn't mean a whole lot to me. It's, I, I almost don't want it early in the series uh, because winning two games in a row to start a series is tough. And if you lose one of your home games, then all of a sudden you lose home ice advantage. Um, but I've always said you don't, that it, 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 it doesn't, I don't, I don't care about people will say, people said after we lost game one, oh, is game two a must win? No, it's not a must win. I mean, it's on the road. I mean, so what? Anyway, uh, Bowmeister nice was, uh, it was nice to win. It was, oh, it was nice to win. It was great to win. Um, Bowmeister is 35, led all skaters in game seven ice time with 28.34. He led all skaters in game five at 29.08 and was a plus four in the series. A guy that he looked we, good. He looked good. He looked good. He's looked good the second half of the season and in well, he I thought he had some rough games against Winnipeg and Dallas. I yeah. thought, oh man, that contract extension is not looking good right now. <laughs> but he turned it on against San Jose and obviously against Boston. He looked great. Yeah. Great to see from a guy who my favorite line coming into this season was he should be put out to pasture. Yeah. And I, I was gonna say that he he, we, I mean, and a lot of Blues fans wanted him to run out of town past couple of years, yeah. uh, easy and or more, and it, and, and and it turns out it was it was mismanagement of his injury, misuse of him while he was still hurt, um, all kinds of stupid stuff that you could place blame on, point fingers at, but um, but uh, he's apparently got healthy for the first time in a couple of years, really. So, yep. Uh, Petrangelo had six points, one goal and five assists in the series, and. Pareko teamed up with Bomeister to shut down the Marshan Bergeron Pasternak line, the perfection line. Which the funny the uh, the ninety eight point five guys in Boston they said uh, I don't want to hear anybody call them the perfection line anymore. That's a fucking <laughs> joke because they had uh, one even strength point or one even strength goal in the series. One point or one goal? I think they had a couple assists in that in game six. Yeah, I yeah. think there was yeah, one Marshall. goal. Yeah, one one even strength goal in the series, right. and it was mop up time for Pasternak when it was already three to one. Right. So, um, so yeah, Petrangelo, uh, they, they they shut down the Pasternak line, who only had one even strength goal. Um, so yeah, they they, they played great. Um, I, uh, I, you know, it's funny because there were times Petrangelo, um, I, I've not been his biggest fan. He's made he's. He's, uh, for his apparent role in the team, he's a little inconsistent, the blue line for me. Yeah. But he he got it done. He had himself a hell of a series. He did. I, I can't remember, was it the Dallas series or was it the San Jose series when our group text, I said, I wish Chief would just go in there and rip the fucking C off his jersey right now. <laughs> um, he just he had like one bad period with where he couldn't get the puck out of the the zone, yeah. and you know I I found myself putting a lot of the blame for Game Six on him too. Like, come on, Petro, get the damn puck out of the zone. He had a hell of a series. Well, and, and when he does get the puck out of the zone, he always ices it, which drives me nuts. Yeah, yeah. It's like practice but, that shit. But he again, he had a I mean, overall, great series, great playoff. He he looked fine. And I think uh if the Blues would have lost um in round one or two, I think there's a p- potential 
you would have seen him moved this summer if, if they could, because that was kind of the talk with Toronto. And I think, you know, this way Pareko stepped up, I, I could, I could have seen it, Yeah, but I think now Easily. with him bringing a cup to St. Louis as a captain, no, I don't think he's going anywhere for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, a lot of people talk about, you know, what, what winning this game seven means to them personally. Um, it's, uh, excuse me. It was kind of funny that uh, looking at people uh, celebrating outside the the Enterprise Center last night, uh, I saw a lot of younger kids uh, there. And when I say young kids, I mean like probably you know early twenties, you know half my age kind of thing. And I'm like, you know, they're going nuts, they're going crazy. Oh, we finally won! I'm like, how? Long? I mean, okay, you you may have been a Get fan for yeah, you may have been a fan for what ten years or so at the most, something like that. 10, 12 years, maybe. So I'm, I'm just, I'm, it's kind of funny. I'm like, okay, well, I mean, I, and I haven't persevered as long as people who have been around since, you know, the 67. Uh, but, uh, but I, I, I've put in my time 30 some odd years. So 35, whatever it's long it's been since I, I can't remember when I first actually got into it. Um, but it's been a long time, but so, uh, like what, so I wanted to say, you know, what it meant to me personally, like, like, so like, like, like you guys and every blues fan, uh, I wanted this so bad for so long. Uh, I think about my my brother and I playing uh, wadding up uh, paper in the shape of a ball and playing like hand hockey or whatever the hell you want to call it, mm-hmm. trying to shoot the ball past each other while we're watching a blues game on TV on, on my parents' carpet when I'm like you know this eight years old, ten years old. Um, I think about uh, doing my homework in the eighties and nineties while I'm listening on the radio because not all the games were on TV. Yep. Um, I think about sitting down and uh, uh, combing through the blues, blues media guides. I, I buy a media guide every year, and I would just sit down and page through that thing, reading all the stats and all the the, the pictures, photo information, and all the records and 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 stuff. And I'm like, just, just I, I loved it. Uh, me picking the number twelve when I was uh, uh, started playing hockey because Adam Oates, and that's I modeled my game after him, and it's kind of that that's who I was as a player. I was Adam Oates. Uh, I think about getting my hockey equipment out and working on it while I watched games, spreading everything out on the floor or on, on the on the ottoman and just kind of just working on uh, skates or pads or whatever uh, while I'm watching the Blues game. I did that a lot. Uh, going to Blues training camp when I was in Brentwood in 1993 and sneaking around back where the equipment bags were <laughs> with uh, my cousin. Uh, that was kind of, that was weird. I felt I was doing something illegal. Um, I, you know, and it's interesting because what many consider the Monday Night Miracle uh, being the greatest game in Blues history was in a series they lost. I always felt bad or weird explaining that to people. Like, oh, yeah, the greatest moment in Blues history? Yeah, Monday Night Miracle um, came in a series we lost. <laughs> so uh, it's it's kind of a, it was a double-edged sword there with that. Uh, I think about the Eisman double overtime goal that suff- people suffer through that I talk about a lot because it like scarred me emotionally. Um, and m- hockey, and more specifically Blues hockey, uh, kind of molded me as a person. Uh, it was it, it was and it's such a it's a big part of my life. Made me who I'm today. My personality. Many of my friends. Uh, Bill and I met through hockey. Um, many of my favorite memories in my life were forged from hockey. Uh, the Stanley Cup was always something to me that other other teams won. You know, it was it was something other teams got to do, and the Blues just didn't get to partic- participate in that that thing. And uh, it, it and it, I had accepted that as a fan. That the Blues just weren't going to win it. I and that was and that that 
And so that's and that's why winning this championship uh, for the Blues has shocked me in a way I don't know how to react because I had accepted the fact they weren't going to win. I don't know why. I, 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 it's so many years going to the well, coming up empty, and all of a sudden now you've got water, and it's like, what do I do? <laughs> I don't know what to do. So uh, uh, I think that's why this championship was such a shock, uh, to see it materialize, and, uh, uh, and it's, it's taken a while to set in. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, all of, I echo everything you just said, Kurt. I mean, same thing, thinking about, you know, watching the, a fun story I want to, sh- I want to share real quick. Um, I've been asked this question before, and I'm sure you guys have too. Why do you love hockey so much? What got you into it? And um, so I'll, I'll tell the story. Jeff Brown was signing. This is a uh, uh, bad. There's going to be some great references here. <laughs> Jeff Brown was signing autographs at a venture in, uh, in St. Charles. And I was a big uh, Cardinals fan. I was a big Ozzie Smith fan, big into baseball. I didn't like playing, but I loved watching. And uh, my mom was like, Hey, there's a blues player here. You want to go get his autograph? And I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't really care. I mean, I was probably five, six years old. And, um, she said, no, 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 let's just, let's just go ahead and go get his autograph. So we went and got his autograph, and he asked me um, if I liked hockey. And I just told him, I'm like, no, I, I like the Cardinals. I'm like, oh, I watch car- hockey a little bit because my dad loves it. And uh, he was like, tell you what, why don't you go to the, take your dad, go to the game tomorrow night. Uh, you know, we got two tickets waiting for you at Will Call. So he, he got me tickets. Uh, my dad took me to the game. Blues, uh, I want to say it was a 6 nothing win. Brett Hall had a hat trick, and I was hooked. I mean, the, the goal horn freaked me out as a kid. It, it made me scream. and Like, oh, my God, what the hell was that? But, man, I loved it. Just watching the, the blades on the ice, the just everything about it. And, I mean, Kurt, you mentioned that, um, uh, you mentioned that, you know, hockey is such a big part of your life. Hockey, I will admit, it is my life. I mean, I, it sounds dumb and it sounds bad, but one, I mean, I do this show because I love hockey and the show is a, a rather large part of my life. I, my job is hockey. I work in hockey retail. I'm, I'm a marketing director for a hockey company. One of my favorite jobs of all time was, was being the copywriter for Total Hockey uh, back when, when it was around here in St. Louis. Uh, I moved to Dallas because I wanted to write about hockey and I got a job writing about hockey. Um, and, and obviously that goes into me playing too. I mean, I've played my whole life. Um, every time I, I stopped, I mean, that's the reason I was late to the show tonight was I had a hockey game myself. I, I always said I'm going to play as long as my body lets me. And it's because I love this game so much. And uh, it was funny. We, I mean, I'll admit my team tonight, we lost five to one. First game of the summer, we got our asses kicked. Everything everybody said at the bench was, you know, it doesn't matter. We're fucking cup champs. Like, nobody cared. We still had a smile on our face because this is what we've all waited for. I mean, um, Kurt, you mentioned hockey. You know, hockey brought me and you together. Let's be honest. I mean, yeah, we, we didn't play together first. And same thing with Bill. Uh, I, I met you guys at the Let's Go Blues.com forums years and years and years ago. And we all started talking and it was, hey, we should have some blues coverage. Why don't we all do a podcast that Kurt, Bill and I and, and Jeff Queer and the former host. And that's what we did. We started a hockey podcast because there wasn't anybody doing it in St. Louis. And um, it's just 
all the years of, of work I put in as a reporter, all the years of, of being a fan and, and watching the team fail, it's all led up to last night. It all led up to the moment, and it's worth it. It is so worth it, and I never, like you, Kurt, and Bill, I know you're the same, I let myself believe it would never happen. I said it's not going to happen in my lifetime, and to see it happen – and, and for me to be at Enterprise Center with a bunch of Blues fans, that was, I mean, uh, Shay, if you're listening, my son, if you're listening in 20 years to this, I'm sorry to tell you, last night was the greatest night of my life. <laughs> it was, it was everything I hoped it would be. And it's, it's kind of sad because I'm like, man, where do I go from here? You know, what, what do I do now that I've seen my team win it? And it's, but you know what? It's a hell of a feeling, and and uh, it's going to last all summer. Yeah, so I'm sure I'll sound a lot like the both of you. So you know, I've, <laughs> I've mentioned it, I don't know how many times. One of my first game as a three-year-old in 1979, Blues first Buffalo Sabres, fell in love with Mike Leute early. Uh, you know, as as a young kid, you know, I just absolutely saw him in net for the blues, wearing the pads, wearing the mask. And I knew from that moment on, I wanted to be a goalie. Um, and so my parents got me into playing hockey. And, uh, as soon as I could, I was the guy volunteering to be the goalie. And so that my love for the game started then. And, um, before we went down to, uh, to game six, um, I, I have this old scrapbook, from 1980 period 1980 through 83 where my mom and I would sit down and clip pictures and articles out of the newspaper for the blues and I would paste them in and looking back at it now I have terrible terrible like design and artistic skills even from that age <laughs> but but this i i still have the scrapbook today and going back and it just reading through seeing the pictures it you know that it 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 reminded me of how long i've had an emotional attachment to this team you know it, it goes back that far and you know just Having gone through all the playoff disappointments and being conditioned, like you said, that it's never going to happen. No you way. know, it, it's 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 kind of been an awful way to live, <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's you know I've I, over the last you know ten years, I've there have been several times I'm like, why why do I keep doing this? But you do it because you love it. You you love the team. And last night was the payoff. Last night was when it all became reality for us, when we got our dream. And I, I mean, I tweeted it out, uh, not that I played to do so soon, but I could die happy now. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, to me, there is a, a sense of closure that we've, we've finally done it this that it was kind of the thing like will this team ever be able to win no it won't yes it 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 did it, it's happened 
and it it was just you know i've i've been uh i've i've shed a lot of tears over the last 24 hours just thinking about how long that you know i've i've been waiting for this and i you know i at some point i so yesterday going into the game i recorded just like brief you know phrases thoughts emotions that went through the from before the game through like the the entirety of the game and at some point i'll put it in a doc uh, a picture and put it on twitter um because i think it's kind of funny just uh just all the the whipsaw emotional reaction um but god it's yeah i mean i think the one thing i do feel today is you know this this sense of fucking hey we did it I've, i've got closure and the the fan you know that all the the heartache and all the joy that we've had over the years is is finally culminated in, in that game last night yeah it's 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 unbelievable i mean um it's funny because you know when I, was, when I was in the media there was certain people and for those of you who followed my career know who i'm talking about uh used to give me trouble because i used to say um the blues are um, you know, they're St. They're St. Louis team, you know, they're, they're, they're the fans' team. And, you know, that's why I, like people in the media get mad when a lot of people say we, when you talk about the blues, I say the blues just because that's how I learned to do it. I don't say we as much like Kurt. I know you do. And that's great. I love it because it is, we, it's our team. And but some gentlemen in the media did not like that. They always said, "Oh no, it's you know, it's the guys on the ice. It's the guys. No, no it's no. it's everyone. It's all of us. No. We are Blues fans. We are the St. Louis Blues. This is our championship." Brett Hall has said many times that uh, without the fans, there is no game. So, and and so many fans have an emotional uh, attachment to the team, and they an investment in the team. Um. I mean, not just financially, it's emotionally. And uh, uh, you live and die with uh, the success and the failures of the team. So, um, and to say, for someone to say that you can't say we, it's like, no, I'm there rooting as hard as anybody. Um, And I get as upset and emotional when they win and when they lose as anybody. So, I mean, uh, you know, last night when they won, you know, I, I teared up when we, I was celebrating, and I'm like, you know, don't tell me I can't say we. I mean, that's that's ridiculous. Exactly. No, I mean, I mean, it was weird. I I cried when the Blues went to the Cup final. We talked about this uh, a couple shows ago, and I was just like, God, I'm going to be a freaking baby when they win uh, tomorrow or when they win the Cup. And I I actually was so busy celebrating, I never got emotional last night. It was shocking. Um, but I will say, uh, if you guys had the NBC Sports app, um, they they did, you know, because I know the TV coverage, they cut away for a while when uh, the, the players were celebrating. Well, on the NBC Sports app, they have it all uncut of all the players uh, skating around with the cup. And, and it ends at when Baruby picks it up and uh, Armstrong. So you get to see all the players with the cup. And um, I was watching that today. I watched it three times. <laughs> <laughs> and um i i did cry i yeah. i finally cried it if i think the, the 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 power of the moment last night i was so caught up in 
oh my God, and, and this is so great that I didn't really have time to really process it. And today when I'm watching the replay of them skating around, I processed it and the tears came pretty quickly. Yeah, I think uh, after the initial celebration and the euphoria was over, was over for me, I just kind of stood there with my kids and I'm just kind of just, just staring and looking around, just taking it all in. And that's when I kind of, that's when I teared up. I was just like, let's look, just looking at all the people and looking at the, and the, the, on the video screen and seeing what was going on. And I just, I just kind of just sat there and enjoyed it. Just looking. And, uh, it kind of hit me for we're, a second. Let, let me ask you, cause you were at enterprise with me last night. Yep. Um, we obviously weren't sitting together, but when, um, when they won and, you know, they're skating around, and I know the joke that we've been saying is, you know, what do we do now? You know, like, <laughs> I don't know what to do. And I seriously was like, my buddy John was like, hey, you guys ready to go? And I was, I didn't say it out loud because I didn't want to sound crazy. But I'm like, I don't want to leave this spot. Yeah. I want to stay right here and never leave because this is the, this is the spot that it happened. This is, yeah. this is the greatest moment of my life. And I don't want it to end. I don't want to go out in the concourse. I don't want to continue the night. I want to stay right here and watch these guys celebrate a cup all night. Yeah, as long as long, as long, I had the same kind of feeling that, that as long as you're as long as you're there in your seat uh or standing there inside the arena uh it, it it's still on the moment is still going on. But yeah. as soon as you walk away from your seat and walk towards the concourse, then you're moving away from it, right? A little yep. bit. So uh which is not really the case but it just felt that way um yeah it's it's again like i mean we've seen the cardinals win and, and those were unbelievable moments to, to witness those in our lifetimes but this was just something different and i know it would have been the same way if, if we would have been home last night and watched it um you know and, and they won and okay let's go out let's go celebrate it would have been hard for me to leave the spot i was at because yeah. it's just no no, yeah. I can't move. I don't want to leave the spot ever. I think I think as soon as the game was over, uh, well, after the, the the cup ceremony and everything, and uh, and that was done, I almost wished I could blink myself back home to watch the coverage, just to watch, mm-hmm. you know, because they didn't really have that on there. Yeah, uh, I wanted to watch the interviews and the post game analysis, and I wish I have recorded here at home, and I'll watch it eventually. But I I I wanted to just hear people talk about it, you know, uh, like kind of like we're doing tonight. So. I, I just had a I just had a thought, and uh, you guys can tell you I'm crazy if you want. But um, for those that aren't aware, we are not going anywhere. We still have summer shows. Um, I will be doing an interview series with um, people from uh, around uh, the the hockey world, as you say, uh, bloggers, podcasters from all the teams. And um, I was want to throw this out there that uh, something I'd like to do every episode that might be fun. If you want to do what we just did, you want to voice how you felt you want to talk about your first hockey memory you want um you know anything anything you want to get out about being a fan about what last night meant to you um kurt let's work on uh, i don't know radio let's go blues i guess.com uh email us watch us on twitter We'll, we'll get this out. You want to try the email address again? Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's... No, I, I will read. I will get to 30. There's going to be 30 episodes this summer. If I have 30 people message me, I will uh, I will read each one on each episode. Radio at letsgoblues.com. He or got I'm it sure, right. He got it right. Yeah, or I'm sure you can DM Jeff uh, or the show on Twitter. 
Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll put a tweet out uh, as a reminder to everyone. But yeah, I, I, we, I think that that'd be a fun way to open each episode. Just uh, kind of what last night meant to you, because um, obviously Kurt, Bill and I have a platform where we get to voice this, but you don't. So I will give you one this summer. Hmm. Uh, a couple of uh, comments in the YouTube chat. F one one seven Nighthawk. Is that a plane? I guess it sounds like a plane. I think so. Uh, that's what I did. Left my house. Watch party to hit up the bars. Unfortunately, I live in Colorado, where most places were closing. I was that drunk girl screaming "Go Blues." <laughs> yeah, and that's the way I kind of was in uh, in Florida uh, after Game Five. Um, Granted, there was a handful of blues fans in the in the bar I was in, but uh, afterwards, when I walked out of the bar, it was quiet because it was a resort and stuff was kind of shutting down. But uh, I just left the bar and I just kind of just I just pumped my fist, going "Yes!" real loud, and and people looking at me. There were some blues fans walking around, but and they got it. But uh, I kind of it was kind of an odd. I felt out of my element a little bit. Where I was just like, uh, as opposed to last night after leaving uh, Enterprise. Oh my God. It was, um, it was like, uh, it sounded like the Armageddon nuts. I, I was in the parking garage. It took me forever to get out of the parking garage. Uh, hour maybe to get out of there. Um, it was, it was bad. Um, but then once we got like a, a block away from the parking garage, it was fine, which was really yeah. strange. Um, but uh, it, the windows were like halfway down, and we were listening to, and it's, it was, there were constant horns and chants and commotion fireworks um i assume there were fireworks and weren't guns i hope there were fireworks but it's, <laughs> it's st louis so you never know but uh it, it 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 was it was quite uh surreal to uh experience that and uh, uh so yeah we took my Wait go ahead. Oh, go ahead. i was gonna say we took my kids uh dropped them off and then we went back to uh back to st louis to uh, hang out and have a few beers at uh, ballpark village so it was I was I was good. there all night. I, I don't know how I didn't how I missed you. I had blue I had blue neon glasses on. I'm like surely he'll see me. I I, I texted it, but apparently you were a couple of sheets. I, to the it was wind. it was a celebration last night. Yeah. It was uh, it was pretty nuts. Yeah, we uh, we we were we so we were at, as I said we were at Enterprise. We walked out and um, we had a buddy that was texting us to go out to a bar in in West County. And we were like, yeah, we could do that. And then one of my friends, luckily, was over at Ballpark Village. It was like, because we we were talking about that. We're like, no, nah, there's no way. It's going to be too crowded. They won't. They probably won't let more people in. My buddy was like, dude, everyone's leaving now. Like, people are going to other places. Like, you should just come down here. So we went down there. We're like, yeah, we'll do that. You know, maybe a half hour. Then go down to this bar in West County. And uh, that place was hopping mad. I mean, it was so much fun. People random people with champagne glasses or champagne uh, bottles just walking around, handing it to other people. Hey, take a drink. I mean, bartender, uh, very nice girl. I, I used to uh, visit her at her, her last establishment. Um, she saw me and she's like, hey, you're the big blues fan. And I'm like, yeah. And she goes, drinks on me. I mean, there was a guy that bought me a beer or bought me a shot. Didn't even know him. He just goes, hey, man, you need a shot. I was like, all right. <laughs> he buys me a shot. I buy I buy him a beer. I mean, it was just unbelievable the the love this city had last night, and just as I said, the walk to Ballpark Village. My buddy at the West County Bar, we texted him like, "Dude, get your ass down here. We're not coming to you. You come to us." <laughs> and and he did, and I'm glad he did because we celebrated like crazy people last night, and it was 
what again one of the best nights of my life were, just unreal were you at the at the pbr we were at the shark bar oh see i was in pbr well damn that's why there was a there was an yep. yeah i didn't know that there was an inflatable cup being passed around pbr um oh every, yeah there was everyone, one at uh, shark yeah, bar too yeah, maybe the same one <laughs> it got yeah. it, it got passed around i carried on for a while um that was kind of neat um had a guy offer to uh, trade a rally towel from that night's game for my light up blue neon glasses I was wearing. Yeah. And I, I turned him down. I was like, well, that's a pretty good trade, actually. But I kind of like these glasses. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's funny because when I go to games, you know, it, I, I, you know, obviously wear jerseys and, you know, and a lot of times I'll go out, you know, afterwards and, I'll spill beer on my jersey or something. I'll be like, ah, damn it. You know, last night I'm wearing one of my favorite jerseys, uh, my Chris Pronger uh, white jersey from like the 2000, 2001 era. And um, I, uh, I mean, obviously I had champagne, booze, everything poured all over me all night. Didn't get, didn't give a shit. Got home, reeked of alcohol, just threw the jersey off. And I'm just like, I didn't care. Like I'll clean it tomorrow. Maybe I'll just frame it if I can't get the smell out. I mean, it, I, I didn't even care. It was it was just an unbelievable time to be in the city. I think I uh, parked illegally too. I'm not sure. I mean, <laughs> but I figured the way I figured it that there was enough stuff going on. And I don't think anybody was writing parking tickets that night. Uh, there were probably a lot of cops uh, directing traffic and uh, dealing with uh, commotion. Um, <laughs> I don't and, think anybody's walking around writing a parking ticket. Yeah, and, and the the parking bureau has hours. <laughs> well, yeah, they, don't, they don't work after. Hours. Well, I, I think it was weird because I was in an area where it was it was chalked off. It was well, it was, it was a white white box where the cars can park, and there were cars parked in there, and there was one spot open, so I took it. But then there was a sign on this post that said no parking both directions. And I was like, that's weird because there's lines marked off for cars to park here. And there were other cars parked there, so I, I parked anyway, and it was fine. Safe, I, I think part works. of it, too, honestly, and, and I know a lot of anti-cop folks will not agree with the statement, but I do think a lot of it last night was easily maybe police looking the other way on some stuff because it's just, hey, you know what? Everyone's having a great time. No one's rioting. No one's you know getting in fights. Just, you know. That kind of stuff. Let's just let it go. Did, hey, did you get the uh, the paper giveaway at the Enterprise last night? I did not get the giveaway, but I did get the paper today. Ah, see, I didn't get the paper today. I was going to go out and do it, and I didn't do it, and they were all sold out. I actually, it's funny because I went uh, to the Walmart by me, to, and uh, my wife was like, "There's no way they have it," so I went to where they have the paper. All they had was the the pullout, like the actual paper itself. It was it was gone. Like somebody took the paper without the little extra of uh, the blues winning the cup, and huh. I was the only one left. And I'm like, well, I didn't give a shit about the paper. I just want this. <laughs> so I the guy even laughed at me. He goes, Oh, you don't you know you're gonna buy that? It was five bucks. I'm like, Yeah, dude. I'm probably just throwing the paper away. This is the only thing I wanted. So it actually works out. Was that the extra extra edition, or was that the the normal paper? Because there was one that was released at like ten thirty last night. Yeah, this was the one that came out today. Okay. All right. Yeah, I had the giveaway that was at uh, the the arena edition or whatever it was called. You get you got one. Yeah, yeah. Oh that, man, I tried so hard to find one. By the time we got outside, they were all gone. They were uh, they were giving them out. I, I I I fought through a sea of people. It was like I was at a college 
house party uh, holding a cup around a keg, waiting for someone <laughs> to fill it up. And that's the way it felt. Uh, I was like, I had my hand out there. Just, just there was hundreds of people just around this person giving out papers. And I finally got one. And then I walk 30 feet, 40 feet in the other direction, and I see people giving away with no crowd. I'm like, oh, <laughs> fuck. Okay. Could have stood over there. That didn't. Okay. Whatever. I got mine. But, and it's interesting because the, 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 the stadium edition paper, the picture on the front is a picture from warmups, you know, something they, they print up that there's no stories or articles. It's all pictures. So it's just, some, I mean, they can't really write anything cause it's, it's just a, a, just a, it's a mock front page of a, of a paper. So, but it was, it's cool. Yeah. So something else that I wanted to touch on too, um, was that, uh, obviously, Everyone knows the alumni, how, how much this meant to them. So many of them were at the game last night. Um, and then a lot of them just have, have come into town because it's just such a big deal. Um, so, I, you know, some, some know that, that my boss is actually um, uh, Bryce Salvador, the company I work for, former Blue. And so I texted him this morning and, and I'm like, man, I just want to tell you, like, I'm happy for you. You know, I know that you don't live here. You're not you know, technically a blue anymore, you know, you're tired with the devils, but, and he's like, no, man, this, this is great. This is everything I hoped it would be for your city. Um, and then last night, uh, Brent Johnson was tweeting about the game and I, I messaged him and I just said, Hey man, it's kind of same thing. You know, Hey, blues alumni, man. Like, I wish you were here to witness this. This is unbelievable. And he was just like, yeah, I know this is crazy. And I'm so happy for the city. I mean, seeing, so many of the alumni be so excited for the city is 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 magical. It's so much fun to see these guys root the blues on like they're still a part of the team. And they uh, won it for Bobby, which was cool. And again, why was that narrative never talked about? It was rarely like said. They, yeah, they showed him on uh, in the coverage of him holding the cup, and they they just didn't even say anything. It's just oh, let's talk about you know Sanford's goal or whatever. And I'm like. How has this not been the story that they've been pushing? Like it should be. It's the best story there is. Yeah, it's just—it's not a household name, you know, outside of St. Louis, unfortunately. And they had the chance to make him a household name, and they didn't do it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and it's a shame because it—I mean, it—it it, it blows the story for Thornton out of the water. Mm. You know, I mean. A guy who just had who had a chance to play for the cup, and you know, a couple of years ago, and didn't get it done. Right? But, hey, let's give him another chance, and let's win it from this time. No, 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 no. Good Canadian boy. Whatever. I mean, so he's Bobby player. Yeah. So, but player, yeah, player, yeah. and he's, you know, I mean, Thornton. Whatever. I, I'm, hey, Plager, an original blue, uh, lives in the city. Can't the fans love him? The he's community loves him. He's. He's an institution. He is. It's just so much more. It's such a such a better story. I don't. I mean, yeah, I don't get it. They, yeah, like you said, Bill. People don't know him outside St. Louis as like they would. So I, I get it. I guess that respect. But uh, it's a shame because they could have at least done a story on it. I don't think they did. Um. Yeah, I mean, they they may have on one of the games that I didn't catch all of the uh, extra stuff on, but uh, you know, hopefully it's not something where they're you know, like, well, if we talk about him, we got to talk about the time that he went up to the crowd and you know, you know, Mike, 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 M
exactly what my point was going to be. <laughs> they fucking run Mike Milbury out there every fucking night. And uh, during this playoff run, and uh, yeah, he beat a guy with his own shoe. <laughs> just, just a great story. I, it's hilarious. Tell those stories. Yeah, you know what? I think people do embrace the the old time hockey, the <laughs> uh, back in the day uh, brawls. I think, it, or or even fighting in the stands. Which you don't, I guess you don't hear him. They don't. You don't hear Melbury talk that 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 uh, narrative talked about with Melbury at all. The right. fight in the stands. Uh, but I mean, I think people are. It's not like um, it's almost like well, that's hockey, <laughs> or that was hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 if it happened today, oh my God, there'd be lawsuits and people would be in jail and su- suspended forever. Well, you know that kind of thing. I mean, the players did go to jail over that. Uh, Bobby didn't. Bobby hid in the locker room, hid in the right. bathroom stall. Yep. Yeah, Barkley did. <laughs> Barkley did. Yeah. Yep. Um. um. <clears throat> I, I want to add to uh, that um, uh, next week for those interested. I imagine we're going to do another show next week, right? Yeah, I think we got to do a season recap because I think a lot of people. Uh, there's been well, not a lot. We've had some people in our chat kind of ask us, you know, all right, what, what do they do this summer? Uh, you know, RFA, UFA, all that. Yeah, um, yeah. We're not going to get into that tonight. tonight. Uh, yeah, well, two hours. this show would be going until three. We got into that tonight. What so, do they do with Jake Allen? <laughs> yeah, ne- next episode we'll talk more about that. Tonight's more of a holy shit. This is uh, this is actually happening. Let's discuss it. F one one seven Nighthawk says yes, it is a plane. So there you go. And uh, she uh, got a Cardinals tattoo in Dallas after we won in two thousand eleven. Uh, I guess I should go to Boston to get my Blues tattoo. Hmm. Probably not a good idea. Yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, Dallas and the Cardinal tattoo is a little different than Boston, the Blues tattoo. Um, go to what Iron Age is pretty good one in uh, the Loop. Oh, go to our friend uh, Lynn McNew or or Lynn McNew in Belleville. Is he what Almighty tattoos? That's where he works, right? Yes, correct. Yeah, let's see. Uh, see our buddy Lynn. He's a good dude. A uh, big hockey fan. Unfortunately, he's a Red Wings fan, but still a good guy. Um, what else we got? We're probably about ready to wrap the show up. Yeah, I, uh, <sighs> I just have one thing to add. Uh, so we talked about the, the summer shows. Um, and again, like I said, we're going to have a show next week. We'll talk about uh, the season, free agency. Um, obviously, we'll probably talk about the parade. Um, but uh, I want to add that uh, either way, the first episode of the summer series will start next week because – if we're going to do 30 shows, we got to start getting them out of the way here. <laughs> so um, I, w- I don't know when we'll do our show, our live show, but uh, the day after, maybe the maybe before, I haven't figured that out exactly yet. Uh, the first episode will air. That is going to be the L.A. Kings. Uh, I talked with Eddie Garcia of the Puck Podcast and uh, have a great discussion. And, you know, it's funny, uh, Kurt, I was telling you this, and, and Bill, I think I told you too, that so many of the discussions that I've already had they talk about how they wish St. Louis could get a cup. So many of these people. And, and I'm like, man, I don't have to go back and cut all that out now. But then <laughs> I actually went back and listened to a little bit of my discussion with Eddie uh, that'll appear next week. And, you know, it's actually kind of, it's actually kind of nice to, to hear. It's, it's like now that it's over, now that it's done, the Blues have a Stanley Cup championship, hearing these people talk about 
how great it would be for the city and how great it would be for the organization. So, uh, so yeah, it might seem weird. It's a little outdated in that sense, but um, I think it's cool. I, I think it's right. neat. To, I think it's neat right. to hear that uh, because people know that this was being talked about uh, while the blues were in the, you know, part of their run. And I think it's neat to hear the, the, that those comments and then have it come to fruition. You know what I mean? That's yeah. Cool. Oh yeah, exactly. Um, Eddie and I did ours in, uh, I think it was in April, early April, like the playoffs. I don't think he even started yet. And uh, it's just, it's funny to hear it. Cause it's like, you know, Oh yeah. Well, when the Kings won their cup, it was such a great feeling. And I can't wait until blues fans witness that too. And you know, it's well, by the time this episode airs, they did. They are feeling it. It's fantastic. So be on the lookout for that next week. Like I said, we'll do a live show again. And then uh, I will also release. So we'll have two episodes next week. So look out for that. Uh, Schlafen in the YouTube chat says, I never got over the Eisman goal until last night, mm-hmm. which is a great point. Um, uh, Morn, Mornel the Cat. Mornel the Cat. Mornel the Calyx. <laughs> Uh, pick a pick an easier name for me to say. <laughs> uh, the first experience with hockey was the Monday Night Miracle. Uh, through the many years since then, nothing compares to last night's. It doesn't really even seem real, and that's. I think a lot of people yes. are echoing that sentiment we had earlier about it. Just a, it's not not fully hit us. It, it doesn't seem real. Um, I, I think maybe it'll seem real once I get my my replica Stanley Cup I got in the mail coming. It'll be here tomorrow. My two foot high Stanley Cup. Prime. Gonna put it on a nice little table in the corner right there. I can look at it all the time. It'd be beautiful. Oh yeah, we so. uh, we close on our house on Monday. Uh, we're all be moving. So you South County folks, look out! You got a Jeff Ponder coming to the neighborhood. Um, I think they can spray for those. Can't they spray for those? <laughs> like you see the truck going down the street with the with the, with the spray in the in the. Or is that mosquitoes? I thought it was for Ponder. Yeah, it's usually if you just <laughs> keep your house clean. Uh, I I don't I don't appear. Right. Um, put, the no, food, I, put the food uh, away. Uh, put the food away. Don't leave the food out all night. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, no, so uh, we're closing on Monday, and I I have been holding off buying Stanley Cup champ stuff. And I already told my wife the minute that I'm told, well, the closing's done. I'm pulling out my phone. I'm buying hats. I'm buying shirts. I'm buying cup replicas. I'm buying everything I could think of. Yeah, that's... Get right back into credit card debt. Yeah, that's one <laughs> thing. Uh what we did after the game after soaking it all in watching all the celebrations we went and hung out with uh all of uh you know probably two three hundred close new friends at dicks in fairview <laughs> and i got stanley cup champs t-shirt nice. um no hats i was very disappointed i really wanted one of those hats so buy them online yeah I'll same price ordering, i think right dicks you went from dicks yeah um i'll be ordering online uh tomorrow i did that today i got a shirt and a hat coming um, and uh, Bennington bobblehead, which apparently not going to come for a while because they got to make them yet. But yeah, October. Yeah, I heard. Well, the, the one side I saw said September, yeah. which is interesting. The guy I golf with today ordered Anne O'Reilly and Bennington, and he said I didn't pay attention to it until the order was done, and it said expected delivery October. Yeah, yeah. So I uh, made sure to get my. Uh, my game five. I'm trying to show you the camera there. My game five paper. It said, uh, "What a trip!" Uh, that, so I will be bringing yeah. this as well. I love this one. 
fantastic. That, that was a great troll job. The uh, you know if anybody didn't get any of the uh, newspapers that the the post put out because I've got a number of newspapers here framed in my office uh, in the studio that uh, from past games and stuff. Then I got a couple from this this season uh, this run too. But uh, the post dispatch you can go there and you can uh, buy uh, prints of past issues, right? Select pages, right? Uh, so you can, and they can come glossy or or whatever, so you can frame them. It's kind of a nice deal. You can buy like eight and a half by eleven or eleven by fourteen or whatever it is, and frame them up. So that's that's kind of a neat keepsake if you want to do that. And they're not that bad. I mean, that's, I wonder if they're uh, doing that with the the the, the handout from last night. If you they are. Vote. They yeah. are because I got I was able to order the actual uh, arena edition from when the Blues made the conference finals. Yeah, uh, I, I I ordered that one online. The paper itself was only five bucks. But I think shipping was like eight, <laughs> so yeah. so I paid twelve bucks for a, a what four or six page paper, but it was fine. That's worth it. Yeah. Um, I also uh, before we close up shop here, you know, I, I obviously you're not going to be able to touch on everyone, but um, a lot of our friends and, and fan fellow Blues fans that uh, do a wonderful job uh, with their coverage. Obviously, all the podcasts out there. Big congratulations to you guys, and uh, you know, hopefully, uh, uh, we'll cover another championship. Lower all podcasting, uh, St. Louis game time. Uh, you guys do a freaking unbelievable job, and, and I'm so happy you guys were able to cover a Stanley Cup championship. Um, then, of course, the reporters, uh, uh, Jeremy Rutherford, Lou Korak, Andy Strickland, all guys that are friends of the show, as I say. Uh, just awesome. I mean, I, there was, I don't know if you guys saw it, but. Uh, in the coverage last night, you could see that uh, there was. I saw Jeremy Rutherford. They handed him the cup. And he was able to lift it right yeah. there on the ice, and I, I, I know that was a, a very cool moment for him. So, congrats to all of you guys too. Um, and it's just enjoy it. This is going to be one hell of a summer. The uh, uh, some of our uh, other podcasts, the uh, Teal Town, uh, wished uh, congratulated uh, uh, the Blues and and. Uh, wished us well or, or was happy to see us happy i guess uh so that's cool thank you very much uh good guys over there uh kayla martz uh the uh the uh, red wings uh podcaster that we had on earlier this season uh also uh congratulated us uh for being blues fans i guess yeah. <laughs> it's always weird when someone congratulates a fan on the championships like, oh thank you thank you i watched <laughs> 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 but i get it what else you gonna say right so, uh, um, I also want to add too. I know our, our friend Mark Allred, uh, he's the black and gold podcast. Um, he listens to our show on the regular, not even just during the uh Stanley Cup final. Uh, Mark, uh, big congrats to you, man. I, again, I know covering the, the cup final was fun for you, and uh, you know, Boston had a hell of a series and um, great series. When and I know it's weird, it's weird, but like, how what do you say to a fan of the team? But, uh, but Mark, you do a great job over there at the Black and Gold Podcast. And uh, I urge you Blues fans, if you want to hear a good Boston take on the series, uh, give give him a listen. Very good. Okay, I think that'll do it for uh, our post-Stanley Cup final show, which was uh, a show that um, I had my doubts about having. Um you know, past few years. So, but I'm glad it came to, uh, came to happening. So that's, it's been fun. That's a good one. 
We talk about framing uh, the newspapers. Is there a way that we can frame this podcast? Uh, I don't. It's a uh, yes. I, I'm sure we can figure it out. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure there's a uh, digital um, uh, picture frame with sound. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Just a, like a loop. Right. <laughs> I don't know how many people I saw last night saying that they were going to get a uh, digital uh, um, frame frame and, <laughs> and just uh, have the March end crying on the bench. Gift. Oh, I, I've got one back here. Yeah, the, the, a number there. with a number of uh, images and stuff that I've made for the show and that we've uh, had on the show or promoted the show with or whatever, and uh, I could yeah I, I need needs, to update it. That needs to go on there. Yeah, agree. Oh, cool. God, I hope Boston doesn't come back now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's two minutes to go in the game where we're playing. So I got a lot of comp. It's, it's I, funny I, I about what our mindsets are going to be like next season. You know you. We talked. We talked about it a lot during this playoff run. You know, you're just kind of waiting for the Blues to screw it up because that's what we're used to. Is it going to feel different next year? Are we actually going to? I mean, yeah. Every I think every team's fans has their doubts, but it's always been different with Blues fans, and I'm sure it was the same thing with Capitals fans. How does it feel? You know, how how does it feel to go? Well, hey, they won last year. You know, I mean, yeah. Yeah. crazy. Well, we yeah don't feel entitled. No, don't no, no, no. Don't, 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 don't turn into the uh, stereotypical uh, Boston fan or Red yeah. Wings fans. Red Wings fans. They yeah. were the worst. They came down to earth. <laughs> they've come down to earth hard. Yeah, they've they've had some struggles the past few years. Um, yeah. So, uh, this has been fun. This has been a blast. Hey, a big uh, again. Weird, but congrats to you guys. Um, this show has been. Not only a success, uh, I think, in terms of the people that listen to the show would agree, but um, you guys do a phenomenal job. Um, and uh, I always love coming on the air with you guys. Uh, it's been fun, and, and what a hell of a season. Yeah, uh, yeah. I agree. And, and like I, I mean, it's, as, it's as fun today as it was when we first started doing this, when uh, just to talk hockey. Okay. So it, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, and... Um like the uh the one new fan we had uh earlier this week said go back and listen to the january shows yeah, yeah. i plan on doing that this weekend for sure yeah it, that'll be interesting to see where we were late december early january yeah <laughs> uh, those those few shows yeah. uh, and how our t- where our takes were um and i remember saying a few things and they they someone back and did listen to them and they they asked us some questions and i was like well um, I do remember saying I didn't want to. I, I I really hated the idea of trying to move uh, some big names. I didn't I didn't like that. Yeah. I I was being I was being stubborn about it. I liked the roster. I thought that we should be a whole lot better than we are, and I just didn't I didn't I did I hated to see us break the team up. And uh, but damn good thing they didn't. Yeah, I know. So uh, kudos to uh, Armstrong for uh, not not having a itchy trigger finger with um with uh, moves. So yeah. he holds. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that's definitely something that that I wanted to mark on this show too is um, I have been Doug Armstrong's biggest critic, Bill, you're, you've been there too. Kurt, yep. you have in the past as well. Eh, not, um, not, not, not as much as you guys, but yeah. Not nearly <laughs> as much. No, but, absolutely. You know, I, I mean, I, I flat out said on this show in December, why the hell is Doug Armstrong still this team's GM? Uh, he should be fired. And uh, you know what? I'm glad I was wrong. And uh, I will, I will fully admit it now that um 
I don't care about his past, uh, what the moves he's made, the signings that we questioned. He brought the city a cup. And uh, for that, I will forever be grateful to him. Um, thank you, Doug Armstrong. Keep up the excellent work, sir. Yes. Shall well, we cut it down? They say, yeah, seven, six, five, four, four three, three, two, two one. one. Done. That took more than one second. It did, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, when you say one, it's 1.9. What are you gonna... Right. So, yeah, we, and we just watched the, the Blues win all over again. So that's... Well, it's a fitting ending, I, ending of the show. And, Something well, tells me that so, I'll be doing that a lot this summer. So yeah, this was a long show. It, it was. We watched the it was the entire game. It was. Well, there's no commercial. There's no intermission right. breaks and stuff. So right. it's it's cut by about half an hour. Yeah. And thank you everyone for listening to us, tuning in, and uh, you know, we we don't do this just to talk to ourselves. No, but we I could do that with we all did. We did initially. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> no, I agree. It's, um, I, every time I, I know I mentioned a couple weeks ago that I, I met a, a listener of the show over at uh, Sam's Club. He he recognized me by my crazy beard. Um, and then every now and then I do see somebody who says, "Hey, man, love the show. Keep it up." A lot of times it's on the hockey rink of the teams I'm playing. Um, it always means a lot. So. Josh Webster, like you said, you saw me at the Game 1 watch party. You didn't come up and say hi. Please do. Anybody you see me and you tell me you like the show, it, it always makes my day. And um, I really appreciate everybody that listens to us. And, uh, you know, three uh, three guys who never went pro, but uh, I guess kind of know the game a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Just a little bit. Yep. All right. Uh, thank you for listening, everyone. For Jeff Ponder and Bill Day, I'm Kurt Price. That will conclude this championship edition of Let's Go Blues Radio. Until next time, everyone, we're Stanley Cup champions. Let's go, Blues. Let's go, Blues. Play Gloria all summer. Let's go, Blues. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. A look at sports. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. (laughs) St. Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. Blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friend.